Record. Um, yeah, no, I uh, I don't watch the show anymore, but I knew what like, I just read all the spoilers, and it's right? they they're pretty comic accurate at this point. Finally, like, oh, we're gonna kill Glenn, like exactly like what happened in the book. I was like, oh, he should have been dead so long ago. And why is it no, Rick he lost his hand? Oh, that's special. That there's a there's practical reasons for that. It would cost too much money to yeah. always be doing that effect, I or guess. they would actually have to chop Andrew Lincoln's hand off, which I'm pretty sure he'd say <laughs> no to. So it's pretty method, but not that method. Yeah, he's pretty method, but not that. Method. <laughs> Wasn't he like almost gonna quit for a while too? Yeah, there's there's always rumors going around about that show. So yeah, I mean, it must be hell to work on. Well, just imagine, like, you make friends with all these people, and at every third episode, you lose one of them because they get yeah. killed on the show and fired. Or, like, not fired. I guess, is it fired? I guess it would be fired, right? Mm. Anyway. Um, actually, we could talk about Walking Dead right when we start. So let's start the show. Uh, welcome to Dance Robot Dance, everybody. Uh, I'll be your host tonight. I'm Mark. Today, I guess, actually, since we're recording in the daytime. I know. It's weird. <laughs> it is really weird. Um, I'm on the line with uh, Tim. hey And Christy's here. Hello. Uh, Eric's babysitting and uh, Stu has disappeared. He's not so he's, he's parenting. <laughs> yeah, parenting, whatever. I don't know. What do I know? I about was parenting? watching Katiri. It would be um, babysitting. Oh, okay. Anyway, he's single parenting. So he's Eric's busy and Stu has disappeared again. So it's just the three of us this time again. Yeah. Yay. Yay. So it's like Halloween weekend. Is everybody having like a good Halloween weekend? Are you guys having fun? Yeah, I'm pretty exhausted. I've done a lot yeah. of shit already. <laughs> I yeah. haven't done a ton of like Halloweeny stuff except um I did an improv show last night that was uh Halloween themed. How was that? It was awesome. Did you guys have fun? Yeah, we had um two shows, uh one at seven and one at nine, but the nine o'clock one was X rated. Nice. So um but I didn't know how that was gonna go, so I know Mark Prime was going to come see it, but I was like, don't, please don't go see this. I was going to, well, I was, it was one of my options for last night. So yeah. I was like, I totally thought it would be fun to go. So that's um, when all the, the spookum sex things happened? Spookums. Actually, oh. I had to, at one point, the offer was um, someone died from coughing on dick. <laughs> so I was so mad too, because it was just like the stupidest offer. Because um, it was originally something else. It was like um, coughing on uh, something up and the host was like no we're gonna make this raunchy we're gonna make coughing on uh, coughing on dick and the guy who had to guess what he had died from because i was the gag came back in and he had like a fake penis in his pants so <laughs> i just grabbed it and went <coughs> and like popped it on the stage <laughs> so i was just like i'm so tired of boy prob sex prob <laughs> Like, Wait, say that again. Boy prov, sex prov? Yeah. When certain guys get together and do improv, it immediately goes to sex. It's just dick jokes. Like, it's, it's just, just dick, dick jokes. jokes. And like one of the offers was, do you guys know the game Sit, Stand, or Kneel? No. Okay, well, it was a who's is this, line. Is this, is this okay. improv like... Uh, like, like whose line is it anyway kind of shit yeah yeah some of it was whose liney um usually we do shows with like a bigger format but this one was just supposed to be kind of games for the audience so um sit standard kneels when one person sits one person stands one person kneels and if you mm, um, yeah, yeah. one person or two people are doing it at once the audience goes Whoa! um super complicated <laughs> but um at one point they added must be slapping your own ass <laughs> so I just killed the person who was slapping their ass because it was getting super annoying. I was like, it's a <laughs> Halloween show. I'm just going to murder you. 
But yeah. Anyway, that that's off topic. Sorry. <laughs> that's, I, I asked, so yeah. that's uh, that's my fault. I'm sorry, audience. And uh, uh, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. How dare you? Um, <laughs> but you went to a Halloween ball last night, didn't you? I, did go to a Halloween ball last night. It was fun. They had a little like murder mystery skit that completely fell apart <laughs> on the floor while they were doing it. Like person was just still alive. Uh, yeah. Well, like the, they like tried to turn the lights off so they could like hide the kill, but there was so much ambient light that you could fucking just see everything. <laughs> like the video screen was still on and stuff like that. So you're like seeing like. Like, they're trying to pantomime it, but it's still just not working. So, like, well, it's obviously that person who killed them because Everybody all saw it, yeah. 300 people that are standing here watching this horrible <laughs> thing happen saw it happen. Uh, yeah, and then they did, like, a tour. We were at the Scottish Rite in Hamilton. So, I guess, like, an old haunted house. Uh, it's a big, beautiful house, too. But uh, uh, they did, like, little ghost tours. Like, you schedule a time and go with your group and, like... Do oh, a tour of the cool. house. So it was nice. fun. No, it was a lot of fun. Um, um, and then we danced the night away to some weird mixes. Weird, thriller. weird mixes. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Like, thr- they played Thriller. They started the night with, like, uh, Rocky Horror, like, uh, uh, Time Warp. So I was God. like, this is, why are you giving this no. away so early? Like, yeah, go later. Yeah, hold hold on to that card until the night starts to die down. And then, like, like middle of the night, they played Thriller and Backstreet's Back, which is, like, the Halloween, like, standard kind of, like, yeah. we're going to do the horror. Backstreet's Back is Halloween standard. The video, yeah, the video. That video? Oh, right. If you're right, doing right, the right, video, because right. yeah. it was, like, a video thing, they had oh, the right. video playing, so that's all, like, horror themes. It's right? a much-music video dance party. Ostensibly, oh, yeah, it really was. Like, grade eight. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> But so they played all that kind of like in a chunk really early on, and then the rest of it was just like, oh, we're going to play like Flock of Seagulls. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It was weird. Um, As a side note, if you ever want to go back in the Scottish Rite, my granddad's one of the Grand Masons there. (gasps) Your grandfather's a Freemason? Yeah. So I've gone. My my conspiracy theory nerd like alarm just went off. (laughs) I love this shit. Can we interview him? Maybe. (laughs) That would be awesome. We couldn't swear around him very much. That's fine. I just want to know um, about the. I just want to know about the weird shit the Freemasons do to each other. But it's really cool because he's taken me on a tour and I've seen like the trap doors and like the secret. Yeah. Um, the secret uh, spaces that I'm not allowed to go, but Granddad's like shown me the rooms and things that are supposed to be walls but are actually doors. This yeah. is the sex dungeon. No, <laughs> don't ruin it. This is where Grandma and I met. Ew. <laughs> In a weird Masonic orgy. <laughs> Listen to this Eyes one. wide shut orgy. <laughs> no. Your grandparents aren't going to listen to the podcast. Actually, Come on. I'm very supportive of everything I do because they're lovely. So. Oh, okay. Why do you think I don't put mine on Facebook that often? I don't want my <laughs> nana to hear me talk like this. My grandma's not on Facebook. My mom's on Facebook because she scolded Tim this week. But yeah, uh, she did. <laughs> yeah, work, for, for posting uh, for posting the Exorcist on on my for on posting my Linda oh, no. on uh, yeah. I hope yep. she likes, still likes me after I posted something. <laughs> like you guys are being so mean to my little Marky. Yeah. She didn't. She did comment on yours. Actually, it was pretty funny. But she totally commented on Tim's. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that Regan cake was was pretty. Awesome. That was honestly when you posted that. I was I was at work. Uh, and <laughs> I start, I started howling. I thought it was hilarious. But like everybody around me is like, why are they posting this shit on your Facebook? And I'm like, it's a long story that I don't want to tell you guys too. Because yeah, then you'll I fuck don't, with me at work. Because then you'll fuck with me at work. <laughs> like, it's bad enough having these guys fuck with me all the time via my phone constantly. <laughs> so uh, I thought it would be better to not explain why I am a giant baby when it comes to The Exorcist. <laughs> so. um, 
which I did end up watching by myself yesterday. I'm, I'm doing I'm doing what you did, Christy. I'm like immersion therapying myself. I'm yeah. going to watch that movie like all the time until I'm, it doesn't work on me anymore. I can say Totoro now. <laughs> wow. Almost, almost got it yeah. out. And, um, I'm Only getting close to saying popcorn without getting... <laughs> without tasting bile. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, as a total side note, um, last night at the show, oh God, a guest came up to um puppet me so what that means is that like she actually no yeah. she became my arms so i had to put oh my arms i had a back. i had a different visual <laughs> like no no not for the turn me into a puppet <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah she comes up and starts tickling me because she knew me but tickling is the other thing that really like makes me vomit <laughs> so i'm on stage and i start like almost ralphing on stage and she was like what i do and i'm just like you gotta stop you gotta stop and she was like what and i broke character completely and i like ran away from her on stage i was like you can't do that <laughs> no means no <laughs> actually it was really funny I improv kept saying, safe words last night i i accidentally i almost screwed myself up because um, I was playing a stupid valley girl at one point, and I was just like, "Consent is a three-letter word." <laughs> um, and then people, I was like, "Oh shit! Why did I say three letters? What's three letters?" And then people in the audience started like cheering. They were like, "Yeah!" And I was like, "Oh right, yes, <laughs> that's a three-letter word." <laughs> <laughs> and you totally just like. <laughs> You, had n- you didn't intend that at all? Not at all. I was about to say two-letter word uh, as in no. No, it's, it's just that you're so, you're so good at improv that you're just like subconsciously coming up with shit now. Oh, yeah. I had a really good rhyme I was about singing about a foot fetish and how I was going to be the foot's wife. But um, anyway, I'm sorry. I totally hijacked that again. I was just very excited about my show last night. <laughs> well, it sounds like you had a lot of fun. It was fun. What the hell is going on? How about Tim? Tim, what did you do last night? You had a party. Oh, yeah. Last night we had people over for our Halloween party. We had it all decorated. I brought out the smoke machine. We set off our smoke alarm a bunch of times. And then nice. I finally taped a bowl over it so it would stop going off. Luckily, the house didn't burn down last night. That reminds me. I need to take that bowl down. It's uh, still on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it was our monthly like uh, cocktails and cupcakes parties, which I think I've talked about on the podcast before. And uh, yeah, we I've had never six. Heard of s- that. Oh yeah, yeah, we have them pretty much every month, and we've had them for fuck like five years now or something like that. And uh, usually we have them pretty much every month. And the one in December we have is our like Tolkien movie marathon. Uh, and yeah, so it's a lot of fun. We have anywhere from like two or three people. We've had times where we get like fifteen people, kind of thing. So. Especially in our like tiny seven hundred square foot loft, that was pretty, pretty tight. <laughs> Having like yeah, twelve or fifteen that's people at the party. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So that was fun. We just I put horror movies on. I actually, put on a couple that we talked about on our horror movie episode. I put on VHS and the ABCs of Death. Nice. Um, and like played music over like Halloween music over them and then like sort of inadvertently soundtracked them really well at a couple points. That's pretty fun. <laughs> and then on uh, Friday night we went uh, Friday night was the big night. We went to the a, uh, live symphony um, Nightmare Before Christmas show. Mm. So it was the, the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra like performing the score along with the movie. 
Oh, so, so cool. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. There was a lot of people like dressed up at that as well. Oh, and then, that's so awesome. Yeah. Um, and then after that, uh, we went to a, a participation midnight Rocky Horror show at the Plaza Theater, which is done by Lips Down on Dixie, which is Atlanta's longest running uh, Rocky Horror cast, Shadow cast. They think this is their like, 16th year or something like that. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've been there a bunch of times before, and it was fun. And dressed up, dressed up for that too. I was wearing a nice bustier, nice curly blonde oh, wig. I saw, and, I saw those sexy pictures. Yeah, and a nice, uh, oh, nice like tutu. Yeah. So that's hilarious. Yeah, it was fun times. Good. So we all had a fun weekend. So let's get into the news a little bit here. Um, I think the big one, which we kind of missed, like we recorded the night before this got announced, so the whole world knows. But whatever, we can talk about it anyway. They finally cast Lando in the Han Solo. Uh, yeah, solo anthology so movie. Awesome, and it's yeah. Donald Glover. Um, they've also cast the other, like actually cast Han Solo. I think that happened a while ago. Uh, Alden Enrique. Enrique. I need I to know. look this dude up. Yeah, let's look him up right now. I honestly, I, I looked him up before we we started recording because I do my research ahead of time. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> the only credit I recognized of it is he was in one episode of Supernatural, or that I've seen him in anyway, is he's in one episode of Supernatural, which is widely considered to be the worst episode of Supernatural. <laughs> and that's saying something, because that show's got like 250 episodes now, <laughs> and the Wendigo episode is still considered the worst one. It's like the third episode oh, of the man. show. Wendigo? Yeah, he's in that episode. That's the only one that I saw him in, and I was like, oh yeah, I know who that is. It makes um, me think of, um, have you guys I ever paid- played Until Dawn? Yes. Oh, I played part of it. When to go. Yeah. But yeah, none of these other movies even look remotely familiar to me. Oh, Hail Caesar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see this guy. Yeah, yeah. I can can see this guy as... uh, As Han Solo? As Han. He's got that, like, young Harrison Fordy sort of grimace. I, I think I think Chris Pratt would have done an amazing job, and that oh. was sort of like what everybody was sort of dreamcasting. Uh, but yeah, I think I still think I, if they were ever gonna like, I would rather him be indie. Yeah, same. Yeah, that would that would work too. He could do both. Or he could be both, I guess. But he already <laughs> has like we were talking about it. Like he already has a what could be a really big like space franchise kind of on the go in the MCU. Yeah. So like. I don't know if you want to be like space hero guy forever. Like that yeah. would be up to him. But. Yeah, because he's also doing that other movie that's now in space as well. What? Um, with um, Jennifer. What's her face? Good story, Christy. Uh, <laughs> tell it again, Grandma. Well, let me tell you, Chris. Chris Pratt. He he's in a film that you see at the cinema, and it's with a woman. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing it on is it uh, IMDb. Here, is it in? Is it out now, or has it been out already? Um, he was a gem in the holograms. Passengers, passengers is the one you talk about with Jen- Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's surprising how short his uh, like filmography is. Like post Parks and Rec, like there's a bunch of yeah. stuff before that, but like after you get you go after Parks and Rec, it's really just like it's, Lego. Uh, he was in Gem in the Holograms. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Jesus, I'm happy his I'm happy his career survived. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's really like Guardians, and that's it. And and Jurassic Park, Jurassic, and Jurassic World. Park's right. Yeah. yeah, Jurassic World. 
But they had a baby, and like he was saying, I think he mentioned that he really wanted to like be a good dad, so he yeah. took some time to be a dad. With uh, with what's oh, what's her name? He's Anna Faris. gonna be an Anna Avenger. Faris, yeah. How much how much better of a dad can you possibly be than yeah, being like Star Lord? I don't know. Being, being Star-Lord. present. Oh, well, <laughs> good luck. Honestly, with the way the way his production schedule is probably gonna be going through. Uh, like they're just wrapping up Guardians of the Galaxy now, I think, and then and like then Infinity War, and then Infinity War is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Although who knows shoot. if he's going to be like a major role in that, or if he's just going to have like a small, you know, like cameo or something. If they're smart, they put him in there as much as they can. Yeah. Like, but then I don't want him to like shoehorn it in either. No, no, for sure. Well, this is. I think I I will give Marvel the benefit of the doubt in terms of like how they're going to use those characters and bring them in properly. Yeah. Like I don't I don't doubt that they'll if they're going to use him, they're going to use him properly. Yeah, I just want to see him bounce off Robert Downey Jr. for a scene or two, because so. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys actually think about Donald Glover's Lando? Like, that sounds pretty <laughs> awesome to me. Oh yeah. I think, uh, I don't know, I mean, I love Donald Glover. I have a really hard time just picturing anybody besides uh, Billy D doing Lando. Yeah, but I have, I have a real, I've had a real hard time dealing with anybody else playing Han Solo except for Harrison Ford. Because, yeah. like, there's not a lot of people who could pull off that level of smug and still be fucking super charming like he does. So, yeah. I don't so, know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, if it's basically, like, just a younger version of the Lando that we've seen, or if it'll be, like, sort of a... Uh, you know, a less, I mean, you know, less mature version of the character kind of thing. Cause they could play it either way. Right. They could just be like, yeah, he's always been like this or like he used to be like more responsible or even more cavalier or something like that. That's true. Well, yeah. I don't know. I think that, I think Donald Glover is going to do it justice, especially after watching him in Atlanta. Um, I, I, gotta yeah, watch I need, that, I need so. to start watching it's that. It's really good. I fucking and, live in Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think that he'll do it well just because, um, I th- I think people are so used to seeing him in the community kind of like comedy aspect that they they're going to be surprised by how good his performance will be because he's really a really a great actor and he's a very good impressionist so I feel like he'll take a little bit of that of Billy D and like try to be um true to the character with his own twist but yeah. I, I think I think it's going to be really good I I just have a feeling it's going to be like it's going to be beyond what people are expecting which is a good thing because I'm glad he's getting back. Personally, I'm glad he's getting back in the spotlight because he's so talented. Yeah. Well, I mean, to tangent a little bit, are either of you guys um, Childish Gambino fans? Yes. I I haven't been able to get into it. Like I've listened to it, and I I don't listen to a ton of it. I just like the fact that he raps. Yeah, me too. That's pretty much yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah, I know some of it. Like there has been a little bit of controversy because like some of the lyrics are like kind of racist and like he talks about like having a thing for Asian girls and that sort of thing. And there were some people there that were not too happy about that. He what? What? I guess I don't. I don't remember it exactly, but there was some I don't know offensive lyrics or something like that that people said he was like fetishizing Asian women or something. Oh. yeah. Well, sometimes rappers say stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, but he seems smarter than that. That's the thing that surprised me with that. Have you seen his stand-up, though? Like, It's hilarious. It's funny, no, but he leans, like, really hard into, like, being pretty offensive just yeah. to, like, for shock value. So yeah. I can I, see And I'm okay that. with that, yeah. Yeah, no, me too, but, like... I'd... I wonder if that's a maturity thing, though, because, remember, there was a while where he was going through some pretty rough yeah. shit, like... Do you remember that inst- the Instagram photos that he took of a napkin, a couple napkins he's written on in a hotel room after a community? 
No, no I didn't see oh, that. Oh, he was in like a dark place. He was writing about how he was so worried he was always going to be the guy they saw in community, that his only gag would ever be that he could cry, that nobody thought he was actually talented or funny, and that he wanted to be, you know, so much more than um, than uh, Troy. Troy and Abed, sewn together. <laughs> but um, I think he, and like just... I think fans were really getting to him and he was feeling just really overwhelmed. You can still see them online, but people were really worried he was like suicidal for a while. Oh, hmm. I didn't see any of this. That's yeah. crazy. So like So now that we've uh, been nice and depressed for a while. <laughs> yeah. That's well, too bad. No, I think I think he's gonna do a good job, obviously. Like I think he's super talented. I always liked him on community. He's funny. I can't uh, think of anybody else that, that would uh, I would cast in that role, honestly. No, me neither. Yeah. So no, not at all. Um, speaking of cast in roles, uh, four Marvel cameos have already been shot by for Stan Lee. So Stan Lee shot his yeah, next he's, four. He's a fucking monster. He's pumping. Yeah, him. man. Yeah. So I, they were all directed by James Gunn um, with like whatever kind of uh... shit. My brain's not working. Yet. It's too early. <laughs> We've all been drinking this weekend. And yeah. <laughs> um, killed, killed too many brain cells. Yep. Um, yeah. Sorry. With. Uh, Fuck, brain's still not working. <laughs> editing, editing later is gonna be fun. Um, sorry, no, sorry. James Gunn directed them all, but it was all with like consulting from the uh, directors of the individual movies. So, like okay. specifically, the Doctor Strange director spoke about like, yeah, James Gunn was sending me like angles and like mm. shots and stuff like that that he wanted to take. Mm. Stanley is 93 years old now, so I guess getting him onto an individual film set uh, each time to shoot for yeah. like one day is a little bit much to ask of the old guy. Yeah. Um, so they decided that the, to ease his plight, and since he's in LA, and that's where Guardians was shooting, like on in studio in LA, they just brought him in there and let James Gunn do the next four. So I would imagine that's. I mean, well, Doctor Strange, obviously, probably Thor, uh, and then Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And I guess, what else is shooting right now? I guess it would be... Spider-Man uh, Homecoming? Oh, Spider-Man, you're right. Sorry, Spider-Man Homecoming would be yeah. the other one. So that's probably all four of those ones. Yeah. Hopefully they get him in there for a couple more. He should at least... He's got to have cameos in Avengers. Like, oh, yeah. Even if that's his last one, he needs to be in Avengers yeah. uh, 3 and 4. So... Um. Yeah, I mean, he's a monster. And Doctor Strange, by the way, which is getting amazing reviews so far... 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah. pumped. Yeah, I'll yeah. definitely be going to see it probably next Saturday. Anything that um, Benedict Cumberbatch touches is gold. Oh. <laughs> Did you see? There was a great meme this week that came out, and it was like, uh, was it like, you can uh, misspell like Bandicoot Kumquat's name however you want, and people <laughs> still know who you're talking about. When they Bandley Bush. <laughs> yeah, my, my favorite is uh, Bandersnatch Cummerbund. Oh yeah. my god, so good. I love that <laughs> yeah. list. Of, that that um, list of the person texting their friend. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, no, he's... No, that movie looks great. I can't, I can't wait for next week. Uh, I'll probably go, I don't know, Friday, hopefully. Thursday or Friday, depending on when the screenings are. Yeah. And get in there. I'm excited. And we can talk about it. So, Christy, you have to go see a movie this week. Hey, yeah, I talk about next love week. movies. Yeah. <laughs> I love movies. I just, um, to be perfectly honest, there hasn't been a ton at um, at the theaters lately that I've been that interested in. I've been kind of disappointed this year. I haven't gone to the theater since, oh, I can't even remember the last time I was in there. Suicide Squad, maybe? Suicide no. Squad, yeah. Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad for me. 
Mm. It was either Suicide. It was, I, I saw all the summer. Well, maybe Star Trek Beyond was probably the actual last one. Like that might have been the latest one in the summer. I think Suicide Squad came out before or uh, after Star Trek Did Beyond. It? I think whichever. Yeah. Either way, I the, whichever one of those two was the last one that yeah, came so out. I think Suicide Squad was, was like there. July, and I think uh, Star Trek Beyond was like May or June. No, it wasn't that early. Wasn't it? It was much. It was much later than that. Mm. It was like a July movie. Yeah. Whatever. Not important. Nope, not at all. Um, what else did I write down? Okay, so <laughs> some nut job decided to interview Frank Miller and ask him what his movie take would be this week. Um, Frank Miller, the uh, yeah, author hear of this Dark Knight one. Returns. Did you not? Did I not? Oh, I should have sent you the links. So no, I haven't seen this one. Um, yeah, he got interviewed on. Uh, it was like comicbook.com. They put it up. But he was talking about how like what he would do is not like. His, his, he was saying, well, I'll read the quote directly. So, like, my dream would be to make it a much, to be, uh, wow. All right. Starting again. Brains. My dream would be to make it much smaller, to lose the toys and to focus more on the missions and to use the city a great deal more. Because he's got a loving relationship with the city he's protecting. And unlike Superman, his connection to crime is intimate. It has been ever since his, it bi- has been. Biblical. It has been ever since his parents were murdered, and he defeats criminals with his hands, so it would be a different take, but it will never be in my hands because it would not be a good place to make toys from. There, would be, there wouldn't be a line of toys. Um, I can't say that I disagree with him on that because yeah, it sounds... his modern take on Batman, like the more recent takes of his on Batman have been like fucking like insane. Yeah. So I don't... I think Frank Miller's lost his goddamn mind the last ten years. But. Yeah, him and him and Neil Adams, I think, have had the, drank the same like crazy fucking Kool Aid. I don't know what it is about these old comic creators just like losing their goddamn shit when they get older and just like well, I think turning Batman into a nut job and yeah. stuff like that. I think it's that they're like trying to um, like stay relevant and be like, I need to you know update this character, but do it in my own way, kind of thing. But they're just so out of touch that they just end up making these fucking weird, wacky Decisions. series. Yeah. I never liked, and that was the thing too with Neil Adams. Like when you were talking about, was it Odyssey? I think we were yeah, talking Batman, about Batman, the ba- Batman Odyssey. Uh, he's not a writer. He was always a penciler. Like yeah. I know he's written stuff before, but like having him just like letting him write, I was like, why are you doing that? But anyway, yeah. Um, that was one of the hardest fucking read sits I've ever had on it. Uh, I I only read the first issue and I gave up after <laughs> that, so I was done. I was like, okay, no, sorry. As much as I like watching him pencil, like his penciling has mm-hmm. always been really good. But I, this story was, I was like, nah, I'm out. Yeah. Um, fucking cuckoo bananas. There was a time, and I seem to remember, I think it's in the article, yeah, it is, um, where uh, Frank Miller had worked with Darren Aronofsky on a Batman project, like as a screenplay, but it was hmm. pre-Batman Begins. Hmm. Um, but Aronofsky, like, I, there's some concept art for it, and it's pretty much like Batman with, like, a helmet with ears and, like, a trench coat on, and super urban, like, no cave, no millionaire, or billionaire, I guess, no, nothing like that, just, like, super street level, like... He's actually a crazy homeless person kind of thing. And I was and even if like Frank Miller like would talk to Aronofsky, like this is before Frank Miller went berserk, apparently. Um <laughs> oh, was like, um, that's not really the character that they're trying to make, so maybe call it maybe just make that movie, but don't call don't it call Batman. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't call it Batman. So I don't know. Um because they asked him too about like his influence on Batman v Superman, since a lot of like especially the costumes and the way they treated Batman is very like Dark Knight Returns esque mm-hmm. uh, with a slightly older Batman, and he was like, "What did he say?" Um, all he said was, "I'll just say thanks." What can I say? Uh, 
or he said you're welcome and that's like for his influence on the movie and i'm like well i don't know if you would want to be saying you're welcome because <laughs> nobody's really thanking you for that movie but well the the banks are i'm sure well well to be fair the batman stuff was still the best stuff in that movie but yeah it's funny that he would like not have an overall opinion he probably hasn't even seen the movie <laughs> he probably just got a fact Al- check he's, yeah he's not alan moore no, it's hard to say. He's as he's as weird and picky as uh, anybody else that I've seen when it comes to getting that stuff kind of translated over. Yeah. Although they haven't really, I've never seen him even get interviewed about um, them picking up. I remember getting him getting interviewed in two thousand and three when they did Daredevil, like the Ben Affleck Daredevil. But yeah. I don't remember him ever recently being asked about like the new Netflix. I mean, honestly, after his Spirit movie, I don't really trust his opinion on comic book movies. Yeah, I didn't like Spirit, but he did. I thought Sin, the first Sin City was well done, but yeah. I think I think definitely they had like Robert Rodriguez probably held the reins pretty fucking yeah. tight on that movie. Yeah, so. exactly. But that was pretty well done. The sequel was a piece of shit. I don't um, even think I. Yeah, I. I don't think I was able to get to the sequel. I, uh, I couldn't make myself do it. I heard too many bad. It things. was. I. I sat through it. It was. It. It wasn't as bad as the Spirit, but it was pretty fucking close <laughs> i was i didn't i was like this is why is this happening why are you doing this and it's weird too because it is based on like comics that like were already there so like even you, you would think they wouldn't screw it up so badly but yeah. it was later they were all later sin city stories so they just kind of like mm. did whatever they wanted with them yeah pretty much so they yeah. were not great um anyway so moving on there's a weird comic book story this week um they're crossing <laughs> over uh aliens like the series aliens with star trek the next generation <laughs> What? Yeah. I don't know. I saw the headline and I just wanted to ask the question like, does anybody else think this is a good idea? Because as much well, these, as like. These crossover series are like very, very rarely any good. Mm hmm. Um, like where they cr- just cross over two IPs like this. And yeah, they've done so many TNG crossovers with different franchises. Like I've seen. I remember TNG crossing over with X Men. Wasn't there maybe an that Elf was one? The, Star Trek Elf? A, I think there was an Elf one at one point. <laughs> Christy just made a face like she smelled something terrible. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable, but I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> working through it. We're working through it. Uh, it's Dance Robot Dance. It's our, uh, our weekly therapy session. Yeah, we're, for Christy. Where we torture ourselves <laughs> to get over our phobias. Well, it's, go on. <laughs> no, they've done a bunch of these kinds of crossovers with like the TNG crew in comics where it's like, oh, they meet Doctor Who. Oh, they meet... I want to say X-Men, but I think X-Men might have been the original series, guys. Yeah. But either way, like, they do this kind of stuff all the time. They're rarely of good quality. But I just think it's such a stark contrast between the shiny, optimistic, hopeful Trek universe, especially in the TNG era, versus, like, Aliens, which is always, like, the bleakest. Yeah, someone's going to have to die. I yeah I I'm assuming they're gonna kill red shirts. I mean they killed a bunch yeah. of people in first contact that were like taken over by the Borg, which is about as dark as <laughs> TNG true. ever but got. I, I wonder if they'll kill like a an actual crew member that we know because I mean it's it's aliens. Mm. Well, it depends on when it's set. So like, there's that question. Like, is it post? Yeah. Like when they like, if they run it post Nemesis, they don't have to worry about any of that kind of shit. Like, it just kill them if they yeah. want to. But like, I doubt you're probably not going to see Captain Picard get fucking face hugged or no, something like no, that. No, no, um, no. Maybe just find a way was... to get it out of him. I don't know. Yeah, but it would be super easy to do in the Trek universe. You just transport it out. Yeah. Like, there's no... 90% of what makes the aliens scary, like, is that you're dealing with them with, like, a lower level of technology than, like, the Trek universe has. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. if you shoot an alien, it bleeds acid on you. Well, if you shoot an alien with a, like, 
maxed out phaser. Yeah, and dis- it, you just disintegrate it. You just vaporize it. <laughs> so like, there's not the threat's not the same yeah. as it would be somewhere else. So I'm not sure exactly how you work that out, unless they have to like strip them of all their tech and like leave them on a planet. In which case, why use the TNG crew? Like, what difference yeah. does it make who you put in there? It could just be an alien story. True. I mean, at least it's 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 two sci-fi universes crossing over. Like, it's not like fucking, like, you're talking about, like, X-Men and Star Trek or something like that. Yeah. Like, those you'd really have to fucking shoehorn to get together. Like, I can at least envision a you know world in which the TNG uh, crew might actually um, encounter xenomorphs. See, I'd rather see the Voyager crew encounter xenomorphs than just get wiped out. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Janeway thing's going to become a long-standing. Uh, That's a uh, that'll point be of contention in on I this. Don't know what you have? Just leave Kate Mulgrew out of it. <laughs> it's not Kate Mulgrew. You can, you can take Chakotay. Fair, I think she takes. I think she's a terrible actress. But um... what are you? <laughs> oh, I, she's uh, so she's so good on uh, Orange Is the New Black. No. What I've heard she's excellent on that. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You just have a thing against female captains. Or females I, in general. We've talked yeah. about this. We've talked yeah. about this before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, you know what? This we, is Mark's we therapy. We Janeway wasn't as good as Picard. Or Cisco Or Kirk. Bacula. Well, that doesn't take much. I've seen wet paper bags <laughs> with more command authority than Scott Bacula. <laughs> you know what? You can think what you want, but Janeway is still way up there for me, sir. She was one of my childhood heroes. Let's just let's just move on. Let's just move. This will be a whole. We, we won't. Oh my god! I love that you get so uptight about this one thing. <laughs> yeah, that Thanks. one thing. Sure, that's what I get uptight about. I get uptight about everything. <laughs> Self burn. Such a. Those are rare. You gotta watch those. What's that? Is that sarcasm? No. Oh, I saw. It's actually it's actually a joke from Brooklyn Nine Nine, but that's okay. I stole a bit. Um. <laughs> you stole a bit. I stole a bit. All right, so let's get to, I guess, what we're calling the meat of the no, episode wait, you, now. No, wait, you missed the biggest, uh, what I did think I is the something? biggest news item this week. Where did I, what did I miss? I don't, news item oh, number one. Oh, we're going to go, loop back around to The Walking Dead? Yeah. Talk about The Walking Dead? All right. <laughs> so last week, because episode two is on tonight, I think, yep. um, The Walking Dead premiered. Um, Tim, I want you to talk about this because I don't give a shit about. <laughs> Neither of you guys watched it, yeah. So no, I watched it. I watched it, but it was I don't uh, a TV show. Yeah, they they finally reached the issue one hundred storyline. So the introduction of Negan and uh, you know Ooh. for it been teased forever about you know who Negan was actually going to kill, and uh, he ended up first killing Abraham, which everybody sort of had like a collective sigh of relief and we're like, Oh God, Glenn's not going to be Glenn. Glenn's going to make it. Uh, and then they fucking went back and well, Daryl went up and slugged, uh, Negan and Negan was like, well, now I got to kill somebody else. And then he turned Glenn's head into fucking hamburger meat. Uh, uh yeah, but it was, it was amazing. Like it was really well done. It was fucking hard to watch, but it's supposed to be hard to watch. Um, but it was like very comic accurate, like to the point where they had like, uh, Glenn's eyeball, like, you know, bulging out of his skull after the first crack of Lucille and like him, like just, you know, sputtering like half brain dead and saying like Maggie, I'll find you. And it was, it was fucking brutal, but it was well done. And in the end, I mean, I heard, heard like Robert Kirkman interviewed about it and he said like, we couldn't get around it. Like, you know, there's so many other things down the road that stem from Glenn's death that we just had to do it. 
it's a huge turning point in the comic too. Yeah. Like, like killing Glenn is such like a big deal to all the characters in the show. It causes a huge rift between um, Lori and Rick in in the book to the point where they don't they can't even like they Maggie deal with and each Rick other. Maggie sorry Shit. Lori's yeah yeah but, <laughs> yeah Maggie and Rick so like we're Maggie they start splitting them off into separate communities and stuff yeah. like that so they're not and even Maggie like, ends up up at the hilltop and yeah and like Rick's in oh fuck I can't remember the name of the place where Alexandria he's yeah. Um, so like they end up kind of split up and like leading their own communities at the point where like she doesn't really trust him anymore and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And like, mm-hmm. because of what happens with Negan and like, who's still around, I'm shockingly, I don't know. They've kept him around probably because he's like the best character they have now. Yeah. Uh, he sticks around for a long time. Cause we're at issue 137 or 138 was this month, I think. And he's still there, so yeah. But. I I just finished reading the um sort of all at war storyline where mm-hmm. they take they take him prisoner at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm at the point now where like he's been taken prisoner for a while and is like in the basement and he's starting to sort of befriend Carl. Yeah, yeah. They, they, he's he's worked that angle the whole time he's been on there. Like even in the first storyline, he has him. He takes Carl aside and stuff like that, and because Carl, especially in the book, more I'm not sure how. Like they haven't seen enough of the the more recent TV no, shows to see how far gone he is at this point, but he they really play out how uh, like lost to the new world that Carl has become yeah. as they've gone as they've gone on. Like he doesn't he's not really dealing super well with like how badly shit is. So yeah. I think like let Negan play into that is usually is pretty smart storytelling. But like they have um, enough stories that feed out of here if they're going to go kind of back and loop wrap, like try and wrap things up so that the comics and the TV show are a little bit tighter in terms of plot and like that kind of thing that they could use. Like, yeah, Glenn had to go. There was no way, like, like Kirkman said, there's no way around that at all. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was well done. A lot of people were pissed off about it because, you know, Glenn was the favorite character for a lot of people. And uh, so yeah, the internet kind of exploded about it, but I think it was well done. And I think, I mean, it's fucking walking dead. Nobody's ever safe. Well, and like, um, they went nuts when he died in the comic too. I remember yeah. like that issue, like when that happened, like all the comic book message boards fucking exploded. Like people were furious, but yeah, I was like, it, it, this is walking dead. Like nobody's getting out of this thing alive. I don't think by the end, like yeah. <laughs> that's be, the point. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. kind of the point. <laughs> so, um, I will let's go ahead. Sorry for people who aren't like the comic book nerds and know the story so far. Like why, what, why did Negan kill him? Is basically just like to set an example. It was, it was just to say like, look, I can do this. Yeah, and I'm not afraid to do this. And yeah, yeah. Is, what did Glenn do to him? Just nothing. Oh my god! I'm just watching the clip now, and I just like. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! No, it's it's it's, yeah, it's, it's really brutal. it's really just like oh, the they, they were they're in his territory, and he feels like they're encroaching on it and take trying to take over. So well, it was it was that the hilltop um, Rick and a, Rick and everybody had said that they would kill Negan for the hilltop. Yeah. Oh. Um, because like that was basically the way that they were going to sort of uh, ingratiate them to the hilltop, and okay. then Negan, and then they, but they just didn't understand the size of Negan's operation, yeah, and the size of his army and stuff, and so they they ended up getting in way over their heads, and and they will continue to underestimate them going yeah. forward pretty substantially if they're going to be going with the comic because some shit happens where they they get in way over their heads dealing with this guy mm-hmm. um, who like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I'm so happy they cast Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I fucking love that guy. Yeah. He's so cool. Um, um, 
I just, you know what, it's, um, he's not going to be like the governor too, is he? Like 2.0? No, he no, is. No, he's a very different character. He's a very different character, and he is he, a... Like, kind of charming? Because this is just for people like me who don't really know... Um, he's actually my favorite character in the book now. Is he? Like, oh yeah, he's awesome. Like, he's a complete monster, like a total piece of shit. He's the most entertaining part of that book by, right now. Yeah, like, he's like a sociopath. Like, I, I can... I can envision that the governor was like really doing what he thought was best for his people, but yeah. Negan is just like a fucking terrible person. Yeah, and, he's a monster. Uh, yeah, absolutely like, irredeemable. Um, there was there was a story going around that like the like the week that it premiered, there like people were interviewing Jeffrey Dean Morgan, asking uh-huh. them. I guess when he got cast, they were like, "Oh, they want to cast you as the villain on The Walking Dead," and he was like, "Is it fucking Negan?" And they were like, "No." Yeah, we're not sure. We'll get back to you. Yeah, we're not sure. We're not getting back. He's like, no, I'm fucking playing Negan. Yeah, it's like, like it's Negan. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm oh, is doing that what he said? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he's like swearing the whole time. Because Negan, <laughs> notoriously the most potty mouth character in The Walking Dead. That's yeah. hilarious. So he was I like, oh. Like, for our first episode, though, like to to just like do that to a favorite character. So it's just so like the what they did to Glenn and like the the squish at the end and like his head yeah. Yeah. like hanging off of um the bat yeah and Lucille Oh Lucille Yeah that was brutal the like yeah, flap of skin that was hanging just, off like, of the, the bat of yeah. Lucille Yeah That's that's turned into like it's the the whole the whole thing has turned into a giant like meme factory yeah. at this point too cuz like I've seen I've seen pictures of uh Ah, uh, god damn it! Jensen Ackles holding the bat, being yeah. like, we're, pr- "We're proud of you, Papa," and stuff like that. Because oh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was the dad. Was, they they uh, had like a Twitter conversation going back and forth, like in character too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that would be a crossover I would watch. Is Supernatural into The Walking Dead? I think the boys would handle themselves pretty well in that world for some reason. Yeah, it's like Jensen Ackles was saying, like, "Hey, Dad, I found this in the trunk, and it's Lucille." Is like, "Do you, do you need this?" And he's like, "Yeah, I need that by Sunday night." Can you get it back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's the, even stuff where they like showing De- Jeffrey D. Morgan like, "Oh, sorry, boys, I'm on a hunting trip," and he's walking like towards them with the bat and shit like that. I'm like, "Oh God, you guys are having way too much fun with that." So. The, be- the best meme that I've seen was uh, um, Negan saying to Maggie's like, "So I guess you're single now. Want to go out?" And then it shows the two of them from the start of Batman v Superman as as Bruce's as as the Waynes. Yeah, as uh, oh, Thomas right. and Martha, as Thomas and Martha Wayne. Yeah. I- I think we mentioned that on we may not have mentioned it on the show, but I remember us laughing about the fact that like isn't he playing like it was right when he got cast? Yeah, like he's playing Negan, she's Maggie. Yeah, now they're they're, there's there's wait their son is Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a real rough uh, fan theory to to shoehorn in there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, look at that. They are, huh? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Someone's put up a picture of Negan next to him, like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so this is what happens oh, terrible <laughs> but, but yeah no that's ooh, what a way to start a season yeah seriously what was the first time i was actually interested in going and watching an episode of the walking dead since like maybe season one i think oh, i mean really? I, I i suffered through a lot of season two and three it was just like okay i'm done i can't do this anymore yeah um yeah sometimes i, I mean i really admire the walking dead for staying um as true to the comics as they could for the tv series in the beginning but it kind of like fell off around the second and, or around the third and fourth season and like i just 
I don't know. It didn't feel like anything new was happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the second season especially, everybody says that they had a lot of trouble sitting through at the yeah. farm. So it, was, yeah. it was really slow. But that's um, the comic. No? Like, that's... that's mm, the comic was never that slow moving. Like, never that slow moving. Like, yeah. once they got to the... They moved from the farm to the prison very briskly in the comic. Um, yeah. And that... Whereas, like, they stayed on that farm for, like, all of season two. And I was just yeah. like... Yeah. Oh, my God. Ready to get rid of... Um, Why am I still watching this shit? Face. Herschel? Or yeah. Dale? Not Herschel. Um, yeah, Dale. Yeah. Sorry, Dale. My mic went away. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, I think at that point they were still, like, kind of trying to figure out the pacing. Like, the first season was pretty briskly paced, and then the second season was kind of dragging, and it was like, okay, how much mileage can we get out of each of these storylines mm. in terms of episodes? And then I think by the third third and fourth season, they kind of got back on track and found a pretty good groove, although some of the Terminus stuff was a little draggy, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to go back and watch that at some point, maybe. But, yeah, I've been watching all the way through, and we'll continue to. I just struggle with shows that are like, oh, um, nothing good will ever happen. You know what I mean? Like, well, <laughs> I, mean, I, I like that. You must have a lot of trouble with a lot of TV shows. Yeah. Then, eh? Like, I, there's certain ones I just don't watch because nothing. Like, you can't like any of the characters. Like, I haven't struggled with Game of Thrones for a while, but now I'm a little happier because I know they're ending after season six. Yeah. Um, seven. Because it actually, or seven, sorry, because yeah. it actually has an end game. Um, but like with Walking Dead, because the the book is so long and so intricate, and there's so much that's going on, it's still going. When there's no end in sight like that, I, yeah. I find it hard to engage because I'm like, well, nothing good will. Ever, this isn't ending anytime soon. There's nothing like to be gained. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how long they're planning on keeping the show going. I don't. Kirkman's never said he's ever gonna like has a has a definite plan for the end of the book ever. Mm. He's never um, even like hinted to stopping the book. Really, no, 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 that. not like his other book, like Invincible, is coming to an end this year. But yeah. like I know, but like Walking Dead, he's never said like, oh, I have it. It'll ending stop at issue two hundred or something like yeah, that. It's, yeah, so they have a lot of miles that they can get out of. Uh, the Negan story, I think. So, like, this season should be pretty good. And if they continue into the story that kind of follows, like, mm-hmm. we're getting past where t- you are, Tim, like, yeah. the next story, uh, would be... It's pretty disturbing, so I'm not really sure if they would be able to pull it off on that TV. The, the Whispers stuff? Yeah, the whisper stuff. Yeah. That was that stuff's a little... It's a little weird. I'm not sure how they would... If they'd be able to pull it off, because there's a lot of, like, questionable content kind of thing. Not the yeah. comic, like, the actual questionable content. Um... Yeah, I don't know. But I, don't know, I am hopping back on, so I'll probably start watching it again. I may not go back and like watch the shit that I missed, because fuck it, whatever. But That's kind of how I feel it. about the TV show, too. I could, I could get back on now that like there's this really cool character introduced, and you know, yeah. a couple of seasons have progressed to make the characters a little more hard. Yeah. Well, I was just like, as soon as they said they were introducing Negan, I was like, well, now I have to watch it again, because I, I love this character in the book, so mm-hmm. works out pretty well. Yeah. All right, kids. Let's get to the meat of the episode. Meat. The, the, the meat. Ah, uh, there we go. <laughs> All right. So since it's our last like October episode, I wanted to talk. It would be a little bit lighter than last week, where we tried to make all of us throw up, or at least me throw up. <laughs> so, um, I thought it'd be fun to talk about like the way TV shows like to integrate the Halloween season into their uh, into their TV. Oh, Jesus! Into an episode at the end of. The- <laughs> 
We're having a rough day, folks. We're having a bad day. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so I just want yeah, I thought it'd be fun to talk about TV shows and how they really love bringing in that one weird episode where they get either all the main characters to dress up or even like the straightest lay show will decide to pretend for that one episode where like there may be a vampire or there may be a witch. Yeah. Yeah. Um for that forty minute run. Um so I just wanted to go around the room and we can talk about like our favorite Halloween episodes um from our sh- from the shows we picked. Um, why we like them and how do you think they use the Halloween themes? So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna make Tim go first because his were pretty interesting. <laughs> All right. You guys both stole mine. Which <laughs> was yours? Oh, All I'm right. not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna wait and I'll just go right. when you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go from I like my one, though, Christy. <laughs> uh, I'll go from like my top one down. I guess uh, I think my favorite Halloween episode is the Freaks and Geeks one. Um, which is uh, called Tricks and Treats. That's the one that really I sort of identify with the most, even though Freaks and Geeks was set like uh, sort of in the late 70s or whatever, which is younger than or older than me, but it still like really resonates with me in terms of like my Halloween experience. I mean, you guys have both seen Freaks and Geeks, right? Yep. Uh, Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen the first season. Oh, you should watch the whole thing. It is amazing. And I think there only was one season, wasn't there? Or is there two? Yeah. Or maybe no, I just season. saw the first like three or four episodes. It was so <laughs> good, but I just, I, yeah. I, for some reason, stopped watching it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the the younger generation is like right around the point where they stopped going out for Halloween. And that's something oh, right. that, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And that's something that like, you know, everybody, everybody's kind of gone through and you're like, oh, wait, am I too old for this? And then uh, Bill is like, you know, the sort of, eternal optimist and he's like no i still want to go out and then he ends up dressing up as the bionic woman but everybody everybody just thinks that he's a woman and he has like this really good scene standing in front of a meter like saying oh no steve whatever the fucking the guy from that show's name was and he's he's talking on the phone and his mom picks up he's like oh uh, sorry mom you can use the phone (laughs) And uh, then, like, there's, like, dorky parents in it, and, like, they play on the urban legend of, like, you know, of dangerous Halloween candy with, like, razors in it, because the mother's giving out, like, homemade cookies, and <laughs> uh, and then the older kids are going around and, like, basically being assholes and, like, pranking people and throwing eggs and smashing pumpkins and all that sort of thing, so it just really reminded me a lot of, like, my sort of childhood and teenage years celebrating Halloween. Mm. It was definitely like the, probably like a grounded take on like what Halloween actually is at yeah. this point, where it's like, yeah, you get to be too old to trick or treat, and then you're too young to party or yeah. whatever, and like that's that weird transition where like, oh, you're an adult, so it, it doesn't mean anything about candy. It's about going out and getting bombed and wearing something, yeah, and getting candy, and well, yeah. from parties, <laughs> from parties, yeah, and your you parents are like, are you room. gonna, yeah, are you gonna like stay home and help me give out candy this year, and yeah. I used to um, go to friends' houses for Halloween parties in university and just stuff my pants full of whatever treats they had in the house. (laughs) And, like, toilet paper and stuff, too. Just, like, steal all their shit. (laughs) (laughs) I have all your silver and jewelry now. But those are my treats. (laughs) It's like The Purge. (laughs) Yes, oh, I downloaded I, those movies to watch. No, Freaks, <laughs> I remember that episode now. It was, it was, um, it was just, it was so lovely. Yeah, it's really. I mean, it had a lot of like really touching moments, and uh, yeah, definitely a lot of nostalgia and like catharsis on that show for me. Well, that's why Freaks and Geeks was so good because it was just honest. Yeah, 
Like Bill Bill to this day is one of my favorite characters ever. Mm. Like he's just so like pure and just you know wants to fucking do his own thing and like like what he likes and everybody else is kind of concerned with being cool and he's just like the you know perfect nerd he's just like whatever i i like what i like yeah interesting side note that episode directed by ghostbusters paul fag yeah yep i did not know that that's interesting because that show's got like there's a lot of talent that came out of freaks and geeks oh yeah those shows it was like you don't really know about, but like Judd Apatow was a writer. And he was the creator, the I think, was of the show. As well? Yeah, I think it was Judd Apatow show. It was, yeah, it was Judd Apatow. Oh, you're yeah. right. Yep, yeah, sorry. But I yeah, saw. you got uh, Seth Rogen and uh, Jason, Siegel. Jason Siegel and uh, James Franco's in there and Martin Starr and yeah, yeah a, lot of, like, a lot of good names. Linda Cardellini so, and Lizzie yeah, Phillips. So many like beginnings. Um, of awesome characters and episodes, like uh, actors' careers. Mm-hmm. Even uh, Lizzie Kaplan's in there too. Yeah, interesting. Huh. Yeah. I should go back and watch this really? again. I haven't seen this. I haven't seen the show in a long time. Like yeah. I, I watched it like when it was on. I have not seen it since then. Ninety nine to two thousand. Eh? Yeah. yeah. Putting this list together made me want to go back and watch rewatch a lot of shows, which is not good. So I'm already <laughs> well way behind on my new shows. Yeah. <laughs> I have like I have all that all the comic shows this year. Like I've, I'm only watching two of them. There's like four that I need to get into, and I'm like, fuck, so yeah, much to watch. Yeah, I've only really started watching uh, Gotham and uh, Supergirl mainly because those were the first two to come back, and I'm behind yeah, on all the I'm others. Doing, I'm doing Supergirl and Flash, the other ones I haven't really touched yet. So, yeah. so now once once Halloween's over and I stop watching horror movies religiously uh, yeah. or non-religiously, satanically. Uh, <laughs> Hail Satan! I'll, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll start getting catching up on all those, and then and then we'll have the real horror show, which is the fucking U.S. election. Oh Let's Jesus! Talk about those. I don't want to talk about it. That's <laughs> coming up soon. Yeah. It's two weeks, right? Uh, yeah, oh, eighth, week. November eighth, mm-hmm. week yeah. and a bit. Whew. God, I'm gonna be so fucking happy when that I'm fucking gonna, shit yeah. show's over. I'm gonna God be on the damn. edge of my fucking seat. That's gonna be scarier for me than any Halloween, any horror movie. That, I think it's gonna be scary for the scarier for the whole world than any yeah. kind of horror movie. <laughs> um, all right, Christy, yeah. let's uh, let's hear it. Are we not going through everyone's all of everyone's lists? No, we'll go around. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, my favorite. That's uh, it's probably got to be the compilation of all the Treehouse of Horrors. Oh, you stole one of mine. We <laughs> no, you said I could one. have that one. No, I didn't. I said you could have community. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, then you can take that one, and I'll just say it. No, that's fine. No, we can talk about <laughs> Treehouse of Horrors. I, I thought we would. I was just going to leave it till the end because that's the one that has the most we could talk about, probably. Because it's like, uh, well, do you want me just to say lots, a different lots. one, and we'll go back to no. Treehouse yeah. of Horrors? <laughs> yes, we'll come back to Treehouse of Horrors. Okay. Sorry, I thought right. You did give me community. Okay, community. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm Edit. sorry. I misread that yeah. on the uh, on the on the Slack. The Slack. The Slackaroo. Um, no, I yeah, I well, community was going to be my next one because it's just it's so damn good. My favorite would probably have to be um the uh the one where they were all in uh oh what's it called? Epidi- uh, epidemiology. epidemiology, the zombie episode. Yeah, the oh, zombie yeah. episode. One. That's the best in my opinion besides um de la stu- what what was Annie's party? Introduction the, to, st- uh, to statistics. statistics yes. The actual um, nice. But yeah. uh no, the the zombie one was definitely my favorite. The soundtrack 
was spectacular. Was it was it, was it tainted uh, lunch meat or something like that? Yeah, that it was, it, it it was, was like meat. it was like some kind of special like oh yeah, it was like taco like, yeah it was taco meat yeah taco meat yeah. or like it was supposed to be taco meat but it was actually, actually like, like cat yeah. food or something. No, it was like some secret army experiment. Oh yeah, yeah. that's why when <laughs> the like dean calls to uh, find out. He yeah, use. happy Halloween! Yeah. And his costumes are just like I yeah. always look forward to the dean's costumes. Have you seen his um payday rap? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know where I went. Was. I don't know what that was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. <gasps> he just like. And then at the end, he can't get it back. He's so angry. He's so frustrated with himself. I lost, I lost it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, no, so I'd have funny. to say the that's probably that would be tied for The Simpsons, um, which we'll talk about later. But <laughs> um, no, the it's just I think my favorite part was just the soundtrack with ABBA was just and his voice notes. Um, the yeah when um, Shirley is constantly trying to get people to say, see that she's Glinda the Good Witch instead of Miss Piggy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that bit because it doesn't, she doesn't, it's, it happens in every episode yeah. and they have that bit where like Annie runs in and she's like, guys, Shirley's costume is nebulous and you won't be able to guess it right away and she's going to yeah. make you guess and you're fucked, bye, and she runs yeah. away. Um, I also uh. just, one of my other favorite parts, when um, uh, Jeff was the zombie and he's still just on his black he's fucking on his black Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, Britta's uh, lizard costume. Oh God! <laughs> She's a dinosaur. Britta's I love the what worst. they call. There's a there's a callback to that in a way later episode when uh, Abed and Abed realizes that the two of them are having secret sex. Yep. And mm. like they walk into the bathroom together. And yeah. She, he's like, I don't know how we're gonna get out of this costume, but let's go do it. And like walk in. It's so funny. Also, um, <laughs> Beetlejuice shows up in that episode. Is it? No, no. That's sorry. Is okay. that later? Yeah. Um, that's in uh, horror fiction and Seven Spooky Steps. Oh, you're right. You're right. Which is yeah. also a killer episode. Yeah. All the stories. Oh, that's the one where they're telling. Yeah. yeah, they're all telling the stories. And Abed ends up being the only sane one. Yeah, because yeah. Britta thinks the uh, one of them's a killer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but that's that what one. it's just like. Community. It, it's so. It's so good because <laughs> it's just like it's. It laughs at itself, and it laughs at, like, Halloween tropes. and laughs at everything. But um, yeah. And we mention community every episode of Dance for a Dance. We really do. <laughs> and, uh, a lot. I think for me, it's just that it's, it's, just, it's such a funny way to look at Halloween, the way they do it. I think there's um, – it's really funny if you watch – I watched the community episodes back, like, Raid in Order this week, like, yeah. kind of to prepare or whatever, before I gave you the episode. But anyway um, – <laughs> But if you watch Introduction to Statistics and then watch Epidemiology, like, right after, and then if you watch, like, Horror Fiction and Seven Spookies, like, you watch them all in order, yeah. it's such, like, a giant step, like, between, like, that first season, everything's still reasonably normal. Yeah, and they're still trying to find their groove they're, and everything. They're still kind of fi- trying to find their groove. And by the time you how get How far they can take things. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but by the time you get to Epidemiology, like... The gloves are pretty much off, and it's <laughs> yeah. like the fucking it's train's fucking, right off the rails by that point. <laughs> it's a fucking cartoon show at that point, like a live action cartoon. And then when you get the horror fiction and Seven Spooky Steps, like yeah, we're talking about like uh, Troy and Obit, Troy and Abbott sewn together, yeah. like the weird like sideways stories, or like even that episode's got that awesome <laughs> bit where uh, Abed and Britta like go to the cabin together. And like Abed's telling the story, somebody's yeah. super logical about the whole and, thing. Yeah, so everybody's like, talking like Abed in the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
It's a good thing we have this emergency radio. Yeah. So we're going to sit here and listen to it until there's an announcement because it's completely unlikely that you would, you know, actually hear the uh, yeah. the announcement the moment you turn on the radio. That does, that's horrible writing. And then Daybreak and then starts playing. Yeah. On the radio. <laughs> I think I think my favorite part of that episode is uh, when they sew uh, uh, Pierce's feet onto his hands. Yes. <laughs> so he's like, now you have now you have boobs. He's like, ha ha ha! The f- tricks on you. I want boobs so that I can touch them. And then they're like, but you have feet for hands. No. I was like, no. And he's pressing them he's pressing the heels against the boobs. Oh no! It was a butt that they had on his chest. Was a butt or boobs? Yeah, they put his butt on his chest right. and his hands where his feet are. Yeah, they flipped but that. I think my favorite part of that is actually Troy after impersonating what he's yeah. <laughs> feet hands, feet, feet hands. Feet hands. Feet oh, we're doing visual bits again. Yeah, again. <laughs> I still just love that Abed was the only not like was the only normal one who wasn't yeah. like a sociopath or psychotic. I love because Britta really britted the test. I think that's actually the episode where she finally realized, or like they finally say, like, "Oh, did you Britta this?" And she's like, "Wait, are you guys using my name as a way to <laughs> yeah. indicate that like somebody's made a tiny mistake?" And he's like, "Yes, that's what we're doing." <laughs> a tiny mistake, but it's just it's so good. I, I don't know. I could talk about Community for hours. Um, well, you know, well, we we'll probably will at some point. Yeah, we'll have to have like one episode for like every season. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, um, I love that. For the first two seasons of that show are brilliant. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, okay. Well, um, Mark, if you want, you can take Treehouse of Horror because I have a backup honorable mention. <sighs> I have a, I have a couple honorable mentions okay, at the good. end. They're like one off episodes, but like in terms of like a series of episodes or like a uh, a series that does a Halloween episode every year. Uh, after Community, my next one is always. Um, I like the Brooklyn Nine Nine episodes. Oh, so good! That was yeah. Cool. I need to start watching that. You really? I can't believe you don't watch that show, man. It's so funny. I can't. I can't fucking add anything new now. Oh, it's no. Too much. <laughs> you'll rip. You'll rip through it if you yeah. really want to. It's like it's pretty fast. Oh, it is so it's such funny. a fast watch. You don't even like yeah. it. The best thing about it is that you pay as much attention as you can, but you won't miss like anything. Anything astronomical. Yeah. You said gastronomical. I don't know why. Gastronomical. Um, <laughs> But like it's you know, it's so good. Every time show. you watch it you see something new and something more awesome. Yeah, it's I feel like it's very much like the uh it's like my like post like my uh replacement for community in terms of like mm-hmm. a comedy show that mm-hmm. I love and it's kind of goofy but it's still like I like the characters so much and stuff like that. Yeah, that's like, true. I do need I do need more comedy shows cuz I'm, yeah. I'm watching so many comic book shows that I'm that's yeah. That's my that's my one. It's my like guilt. I don't even call it a guilty pleasure. The show's so good. I can't even bother calling it that. It's way too funny. Big Bang um, Theory is mine, probably at the moment. Oh, fuck, Tim. Really? You're watching Big Bang Theory and you don't watch? Uh oh. Okay, good. That happened last night at two o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> yeah, I was thankfully just getting home, so it didn't bother me too much. But I, I mean, like, I, I know I you. know Big Bang Theory is problematic, but uh, I mean, I also have the additional. Uh, resonance with it in that i spent like it came out while i was in grad school true um, so i definitely get like some, some of the more academic side of it as well they don't really lean into those jokes anymore those kind of went away didn't they uh they're doing a little bit of it this season because right now they've been like developing this navigation system for the military or whatever and putting in long hours in the lab so they've gotten a little bit more back into it but oh okay because there was there was a while there where it was just like ha comic book reference ha that's a joke and then we're yeah. done and i was like oh, <laughs> fuck this show <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, so the Brooklyn Nine-Nine episodes, uh, every year Peralta 
pulls a heist, or they have to pull a heist. So, and it's always him and Captain Holt that do the, the back and forth. Uh, they've been turning it on its ear the last couple of years. So, like this year, I think Gina was the person who won, and the year before was Santiago. Um, but like every year, it turns into this big shit show where Je- uh, Jake is trying to steal something from the captain, or they're trying to combine teams and like steal something from uh, each other or something like that. And it just turns into this horrible mess because it's especially it's a cop show, right? So like you end up with um, Halloween's the worst night of the year to these people. Because just a bunch of assholes in costumes who are drunk that think they can get away with anything they want. And on top of that, they add this fucking layer of wackiness where they're trying to pull this stupid like heist so that Jake can have somebody <laughs> tell him that he is the greatest detective slash genius or whatever his, <laughs> his yeah, bit is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's that does so sound pretty good. good. Yeah. See, I can't, man. you got to watch the show, Tim. It's so good. It's well, so well Like, the best thing about Brooklyn Nine-Nine is that... Every character is hilarious. There's not one character who has a weak spot. I do love Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. He's hilarious in the show. Yeah, you, yeah he's funny as shit. And I love, um, oh, what's his name? His sidekick. Um, it was oh Charles. Charles, but what's the oh actor's Peralta's name? sidekick? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's what's the actor's name? Oh, that I don't know. He's um. He was part of the state, and um, yeah, but he's also he's a squeaky voice guy in another show too. I can't remember. Um, he was in um, that one that was on Netflix, first day of camp. He was in that oh, original movie. Oh God, why can't I? Oh, I'm doing that thing again. I'm playing a grandma. Well, you know, there's that white actor. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that that handsome white gentleman. Let me look it up really quick. Um, Cary Grant. <laughs> um, Christy's eating on the podcast again. Another yep, one of yep. our themes. Chocolate croissant. <laughs> it's actually like friggin' delicious. Like I don't. Even, I, Joe Latrulio is the guy's that's name. That's Joe Latrulio. Latrulio. It's only that. He's Trujillo. Wasn't he on Freaks and Geeks? He was in Super Bad, and he was also. Oh, are we talking about Wet Hot American Summer? Yes. Like the TV yes. series? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I need to watch that too. that TV show. Yeah, he's I also. I think really he's good. he's the creepy guy in um, shit in Superbad, like the guy that takes him to that party. Yep. So he's that guy. Um, what else has he been in? Tons of stuff. There's something where he was. He's like, hilarious. Like he's so funny. Um, Reno nine one one. Yeah, he was in the state. Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. There he is. Um, no, he's um, he kind of plays like bit characters on and off, but in Brooklyn Nine Nine. He's just so funny. He's so he's so lovable too, right? Like he's so hilarious. He's such like oh my gosh, he played Charles Boyle on the New Girl. I'll have to watch. Yeah, they did a crossover episode. I didn't know that. Yeah, this season they did. uh, There was an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine where shit. What's her name? Zoe Deschanel. Mm -hmm. Her character shows up in Brooklyn, and he like commandeers her vehicle. Hilarious. And drives around, and then like I guess that the bunch of them show up. In the New Girl episode that I did not watch, which I probably should watch. I need to. I haven't seen the season of New Girl. Oh, I, don't I, don't watch I haven't watched any New Girl either. Yeah, no, it's really, it. it's really funny. It's endearing. It's more endearing yeah. than funny, I think. Is it? No, it's yeah, kind of like. Oh. I do. I do really like Zoe Deschanel. Um, I like she's looking very at sweet. her. She's the. Yeah. Um, she is in that move in that show though. She's manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. Like. Isn't that? Yeah, it's funny that she's like, and also like, you would almost like maybe like one of the 
trope originators of like the manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. She's in the movie where that comes out because she's in Almost Famous. Mm. But Is she? Oh yeah, she's yeah, the sister. She's the sister. But like the actual manic pixie dream girl in that movie is yeah. Kate Hudson, right? It's Penny yeah. Lane, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's weird that but then she became like if you think of that trope, yeah. That's the fucking face you think of, right? Yeah. Like you think of Zoe Deschanel. Well, have you yeah, guys well, seen the, the SNL sketches? Oh no. no. I was gonna say five hundred days of summer for Zoe Deschanel, Pixie Manic yeah, Manic Pixie. Exactly, Deschanel. but like that's post almost famous. Yeah. So yeah. But sorry, what were you there, saying, Tim? There was a while that they were doing uh they did a few bits on SNL that was like the Zoe Deschanel show that was basically just like her like oh. hosting like a little talk show of yeah. her being like a manic pixie dream girl and like now we're gonna play a song on my ukulele. Isn't that fun? I do remember that. Um, who was the girl who played her? Uh, I think is uh, Abby Elliott. No, not Abby Elliott. No. Um, She's still on it. Yeah. Uh, SNL. Um. Yes, being quirky with Zoe Deschanel is the. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it was it was. Abby Elliott. Oh, was it? Maybe. Yeah, it was Abby Elliott, but yeah, Abby Elliott is not right. on SNL anymore. No, I thought it was... Um, yeah, you're right. It was Vanessa, totally you Abby thought, Elliott. You think it was Vanessa Bayer? Yes. No, not Vanessa yeah. Bayer. No. Um, new brunette. Um, I I'll, I'll think of it, and then I'll say it in my grandma tone. <laughs> Anyways. Awesome. So we're back around to you, Tim. Since we're we're through Brooklyn Nine Nine, I think okay. you do have to watch that show, though. I will. Yeah, it's, I put it, I put it on my to watch list, which is sadly way too long. Um, this is one for me that's going way Selfie the strong. fuck back. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Selfie strong. Um, this is one that's going way back uh, to like the old silly symphony cartoons, like the really early Disney black and white stuff. Um, the and it's the the skeleton dance one. Totally. It's just got like so many really good bits, uh, like uh, you know, just classic cartoon bits and it's really creative and it's gets you know really sets the sort of spooky like fun kind of spooky halloween mood and um it's got like a really good memorable soundtrack that has kind of become really recognizable now it's carl stalling who's one of the like really legendary uh cartoon um musicians or composers or whatever i guess why do I feel um, like I've never seen this before? Sorry, oh, I'm just pulling up the YouTube of it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's the sort of thing that you probably have seen, but you didn't really re- realize what you were seeing. You didn't know maybe that, that, that it was Disney or whatever. Um, but, I mean, I, I have all these Silly Symphonies on DVD because I'm uh, kind of a Disney nerd. I like this, um, like, the well, at least the intro so far is like the, the very grayscale, like, black yeah. on white kind of animation is really yeah cool. that's the whole thing um, and um like you got like one skeleton playing another one's like ribs and spine cage or uh fuck ribs rib cage and spine as a xylophone and it had a, re- a lot of really good like depth gags too where like which wasn't really happening at that that early point in animation where like stuff would like come at you um towards the screen and stuff like every, a lot of that we're playing like just sort of 2d gags and stuff like that. And this played with the depth a lot more too. I'm um, just watching it right now. Like this, the skeleton yeah. jumps at you and you run down like the spinal column and come out. Yeah. Pelvic bone. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought mean, you meant it was super like creative. A really deep, it got real deep. Yeah. It's got real yeah, deep. Yeah. <laughs> no, they play that in the background of um, existentialist. Uh... They had it playing in the background of look who's talking too. 
Mm. Oh really? Yeah, there's. I think scene. they actually played this video at the thing last night. Like, yeah, exactly. It's it's one of those things that you you've probably seen and, and people have played it while you've been around. Classic. And it, it's yeah, it's it's one of those things that just has become like part of the zeitgeist for you know surrounding this time of year. <laughs> so. It's super awesome. Yeah. So I'm just like I'm watching and I'm like this is so familiar to me, but I don't know why. Yeah. And there's a lot of those, like a lot of those silly symphonies you've probably seen without really realizing that they were Disney or, you know, that, and now that you look back on them, you're like, wow, you know, now I can see why this had such sort of a lasting impact on me or, or like why it's so memorable because they are like, they really do stand out. You know, it's, it's not just sort of your run of the mill, like Tom and Jerry cartoon, dime a dozen kind of thing. Yeah, so that's nice. my next one. Moving back over to Mar- no, Mark, Christy. Yes. Uh, so, Christy, what's uh, what's your next pick? Um, well, uh, I don't know if you guys would have seen this. You might have been just a little bit too, um, just past it. I was going to say too old. Just past it. That's fine. You can say old. I got called old like four <laughs> times last night. We're, we're still millennials, barely. You barely. are. You are still millennials. Um, did you guys ever see the haunted mask from Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, I've definitely watched a lot of Are You Afraid of the Dark, but but none of the and, and I was actually talking with some people about this show about this last night and they were like saying like, yeah, there was this one that had, you know, this and this and this. And I was like, I remember that, but I I couldn't ever identify like a single episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, this a one, great show. This one in particular was it was Halloween themed, which is why I decided to choose it, because actually my one of the scariest ones um, involved a clown. But um, this one stuck in my mind because of how much scarier it was than actually like other. Um, Are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the darks? Because I mean, they were pretty cheese bally, you know. Like they were great, but they were they were cheese ball. What's the name of the episode? The haunted mask. Yeah, there were some of those. Parts. It was two parts. I'm trying to see if I'll get like a, a visual, like. Um. Well, what happened was the girl. Um, I'm trying to remember. I'll look it up. I think the girl's name. Yeah, Carly. Wait, Carly. The, the haunted mask. This is Goosebumps, not Are You Afraid of Oh, I'm of sorry. The goosebumps. I meant Goosebumps. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Um, which was far scarier than Are You Afraid of the Dark. Um, but they were kind of on the same terrain. Sorry about that. I don't know. Are You Afraid of the Dark had some really fucking creepy shit. It did. Yeah, it, was it, very, did. it was like it was always like Twilight Zone for kids. That's always yeah. what I yeah. kind of thought of it as. So. I, I always get them confused. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I remember my brother and sister really liking the show. I was a little bit, maybe yeah. just a little bit past. So this is '95, yeah. so yeah, a little past. But me. So I was probably, we were, I think we were all probably watching X Files by then. So yeah. we, were watching, we were watching the grown-up version of this show. Yeah. So. But um, the idea and was that this gen. girl, this girl went gen. into a mask shop because she was. Um, Excuse me. She she got really scared by her friends over and over again, and she was getting really PO'd. So she went into this like creepy mask shop, and it was abandoned. And she found this really scary mask, and she decided to put it on. And she goes and scares her friends, and is like, "Ha ha!" But then um, the mask won't come off, and it ends up. This sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, it yeah. I feel like I've seen this. to her skin, and her voice even changes, and like um, it becomes like a part of her, and she. For the life of her, she can't get it off. It starts affecting her personality. Um, mm. And uh, anyway, so she runs back to the shop, and the owner has told her, like, the only way she can remove it is with, like, an act of love or a symbol of love or something like that. And um, she, like, you know, in the first part, anyway, she's, like, screaming and crying because, uh, you know, she can't get this mask off, and all the other masks end up coming to life because they're actually people's real faces and skin. And then... Um, Jesus. This is a kid's show? Yeah. But then she finally gets it off, um, and 
I can't remember how. It was something something to do with the graveyard. And um, she goes home, and her brother is now wearing a, a mask, like a similar mask. Uh, and she like freaks out because, um, you know, she's she's pretty much like passed on the the horror to her little brother. And I just remember like it was one of the first things that I'd watched because I was a kid, right? It was truly terrifying. Yeah, it sounds pretty scarring. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty scary, and, like, if we're thinking about kids, like, going back to our youth, like, I just remember that one really stuck with me, because, you know, I do theater a lot, and I remember the first time that someone asked me to put on a mask, I was like, (laughs) Nope. No, just (laughs) noping right out of there. (laughs) But that was probably, that one we don't have to talk about too, too much, because you guys don't know it, and I just described the whole thing, but if you have a chance, um, it's, it's a solid, like, Halloween episode to go back and check i haven't watched it in years so i'm sure that watching it'd be like (laughs) (laughs) yeah this doesn't stand up (laughs) but at the same time you know when i saw it i was oh i was seven i guess six or seven you're so young you're so so wee such a wee little babe (laughs) you're really leaning into that irish accent this week eh? (laughs) did i do that already yeah twice what yep when I told I you, know. you're subconsciously improving now. Yeah. So, Mark, this, what about yours? This is just this is just another outlet for Christy to do her improv thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's my it's my uh, therapy. It's my improv. It's my embarrassing stories with Christy. Embarrassing yeah. stories with Christy. Uh, <laughs> I haven't said any embarrassing stories yet. Not this week. We'll get we'll there. Get there. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get there. <laughs> we always get there eventually. That's what she said. Well, my next poll um, is actually like it. It's pretty. Much, it's a bunch of episodes, but it's the Buffyverse. Halloween yes. episodes. I'm excluding the season six shitty Buffy episode with his whatever it is, Dawn getting falling in love with a vampire or whatever the fuck garbage story they told in the garbage season six of Buffy. <laughs> but um specifically Tell us what you really think, Mark. Oh, season six of Buffy's a fucking shit show. Like what <laughs> goddamn nightmare that what it, remind me of that season. Like what was the overarching storyline in that? Well, it was one? it was right after Buffy came back from the dead and it's the geeks mm. and stuff like that. Like it ends very mm. well. It's one of the ones where it ends very well where they kill Tara and like Willow goes to like Dark Phoenix and like yeah. like the ending is fantastic, but the whole season leading up to it is just like just shitty filler. Uh not even that. It's just like a it's like a fucking dirge getting through every episode where like everything's oh, yeah, just, like so depressing and everybody's bummed out and nobody's yeah, and communicating. Buffy, Buffy's super emo and Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, exactly. It's like emo Buffy. Like she may as well be listening to like uh, Why did I come like, back from the dead? Yeah, like well because you're a superhero. I'm still yeah. I'm still I still feel dead yeah. inside. <laughs> I was in heaven, blah blah blah. Like, oh god. You guys are saying that over. while all the teenage girls are like, Oh my god, yes. Yeah. I totally. I'm gonna wear black like my soul. She wasn't a teenage girl anymore. Well, maybe no. She was out of high school by then, so like she should have been like twenty twenty one. Yeah, college age for sure. Even better. That's how I felt like when Brad left me. Dad inside. Listen to dashboard confession. We we can get into the yeah. That was I was trying to think of alkaline trio and bright eyes. That was the one I was trying to think of. I was like, it's bright eyes. Fucking Connor Oberst. Connor Oberst. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what shitty emo band would she have been listening to at that time? It's like two thousand and two. Bright eyes, bright eyes sounds about right. Yeah, it's pre My Chemical Romance. Just have yeah, her three, fucking three day just, theory of a D Nickel Creed. Yeah. <laughs> just have her copy of uh, Interpol's Turn on the Bright Lights spinning on repeat in the background. That's just a good album. That's an excellent album, but it is super depressing. <laughs> yeah. Dave Matthews um, Band just plowing. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Why would you do that? You want to talk about horror shows? Yeah. Dave oh, Matthews Sweet band. Jesus. 
You're a big DMB. You're a big fan. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> that's a going awesome back to community, community reference. That's an awesome yeah. community ho, joke. Ho, actually, he ho, he ho, he ho. Real fans, real fans of his, <laughs> call him Dave. Yeah. Dave, you're a fan of Dave Matthews Band? Sorry for living through the 90s and having two ears attached to a heart. <laughs> makes me think they're bare naked ladies. <laughs> they're obsessed. You know, we need, a, we, need a, we need an abbreviation for bare naked ladies. What happened to this group? This is a fight. We're having a fight. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so aside from the season six episode of uh, Buffy, I always thought Buffy did like the best Halloween episodes. They always played right into everything you would expect. It was the perfect venue for it, for sure. Oh, it's totally the perfect venue for it. And that, especially yeah. that first episode is, like, the ultimate, like, be careful what you wish for kind of, like, whatever you want to call it, parable or whatever, where mm-hmm. they get turned into their costumes by Ethan Rain and stuff like that. And, like, mm-hmm. Buffy becomes the 19th century, like, maiden or whatever. And Willow becomes the ghost. And Xander becomes a soldier, which, I mean, they play through, like, that whole season where he remembers all that stuff, the whole thing. Like, it, that was yeah. always my favorite part about Buffy, where, like, even if they weren't being super serialized, the characters continued to develop and they would remember shit from the past. And it was one of the yeah. first shows where they did that very effectively. Yeah. But I love that episode because especially like where you end up with spike wandering around the town as a vampire recruiting <laughs> these demons who are really just kids in costumes yeah <laughs> oh yeah game. i remember that that's that, yeah that was good yeah because he's got this like gang of people that he's with at the end and then like when but every they all snap out of it like giles solves the problem with ethan and stuff like that yeah. he comes back too and like he pulls the wig off buffy and he turns around and realizes that, like all the henchmen that he had gathered over the course of the night are really just, just a bunch of kids and masks yeah. and stuff like that. He's <laughs> like, fantastic. oh shit, then he gets his ass kicked. <laughs> um, yeah, and th- what's the other one? So yeah, so that's that one's fantastic. Their season four episode, which is around when Buffy starts to kind of, I start to lose my taste for Buffy a little bit. Season four is a little uneven in a lot of spots. But the Halloween episode where they end up in the haunted frat house, um, Fear Itself. I remember that one as well. No? No. No, they end up, they all go to a frat party and uh, they get stuck in this haunted house. And it has like the demon at the end is like actual size, so it's about oh six inches, six yeah, I do remember that. But they start dealing with all the interpersonal conflict with the gang at that point because they're all kind of like drifting apart because they're in college and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But there is like a bunch of like really funny callouts, and that's again they call out like that season two episode where Xander dresses up as James Bond so that if he ends up in the same situation, at least he will be, <laughs> he'll be prepared cool. to deal. Yeah, he'll be cool yeah. and be prepared to deal with the situation and stuff like that. <laughs> And Buffy's wandering around his little red riding hood with her like basket, but it's filled with like stakes and axes and mm-hmm. shit like that because she's Buffy. Yeah. I've never seen Buffy. You what? What? I've never seen it. I've seen one episode. It was the musical episode, and I was not impressed. You need the musical episode was good, but you need the context of the rest of the show to really appreciate it. I think it is also in the middle of season six, which we've already discussed is not great. Yeah. <laughs> Although that fucking uh, Spike song in the musical episode, like, let me rest in peace, peace, is objectively horrible. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. He doesn't even sing it well, considering he's a, the, like, he ha- does sing lead in yeah. a band in L.A. Like, apparently, he's, his, he does not sound good in that, uh, I was, in that um, song. I was just upset because I knew Giles, you know, he was in the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> and, or no, Which not a great he was movie. Repo, Repo. Uh, yeah, he was, Rep- he was Repo from the... He's also the, the Taster's Choice guy, so... I just, I found it, I, I just, I never, um, I never watched Buffy. I know I need to, but I've, I, yeah. I've just never seen it. 
we're just we're, we're just discovering all these horrible things about you two today. But yeah, that, there's there's an embarrassing story about Christy. Yeah, she's never seen Buffy. I can't believe that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so disappointed in you right now. Yeah, you can be as disappointed as you want. It doesn't change the fact that I haven't seen Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> but you can do something about that and actually watch the show. So yeah, I guess I did. I've got so many other things to do though. Yeah. Uh, is, it, is it streaming on anything? It's on Netflix right now. I, I just watched. I watched these episodes on Netflix this week. Nice. Is Angel on Netflix too? Yes, it is. Because my the other episode that's part of this is like the in season five of Angel. They do the segue. They fall into um, yeah, because they do it. They only do a Halloween episode every two years in the Buffyverse. So season two, season four, season six, and then season five of Angel would have fallen into season eight of Buffy. Mm-hmm. So, so they take on the Halloween episode and they have a big Halloween party at Wolferman Hart. Um, which is like the satanic law firm that they yep. end up taking over. Um, and so they end up having, I think that's the episode where Lauren loses his sleep and Lauren's an empath demon. So mm. his lack of sleep causes his empathy to manifest a giant monster. And it ends up be- being the best party Wolferman Hart ever throws because the monster ends up killing a bunch of fucking people. So all the demons and like evil clients They're that get invited it. to the party yeah. love the chaos and stuff like that and end yep. up they think it's fantastic um it's also because he can go around telling people what happens is like throughout the episode because he's lost control of most of his powers like he's able to tell people what to do so they go and do it so he goes and tells uh angel and the new liaison to the senior partners to like go get a room and they end up fucking behind the couch <laughs> he tells he tells gun to like you need to mark your territory he ends up peeing on everything <laughs> um, he tells Fred and Wes to go get drunk and have a good time and like they have half a beer and they're both just completely wasted for the rest of the night even though they've not really drank anything they're just acting like it because Lauren tells them to yeah. um, I always thought the Buffy verse like it's obviously the like the ideal place to tell like a good horror story anyway but if you're going to get into that Halloween like play it as a joke kind of thing they also yeah. did that turned it around really nicely yeah, I mean, they definitely played into the more, like, sort of meta jokes, and it was one of the first shows to do that, and it did it really well, and started sort of poking fun at a lot of, like, horror tropes and that kind of thing. Well, there's always the funny thing, too, because, like, every time they do the Halloween episode, especially in Buffy, Buffy would be like, oh, I should patrol, right? It's gonna be super busy, yeah. and, and Giles is always like, no, the, the vampires and shit hate Halloween, they stay yeah. in, like... It's the one night of the year where, like, the vampires are like, no, fuck this. It's too crass. <laughs> it's too crass. I don't like to commercialize now. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. So we're going to stay in that night and not, which you would think at that point it would be, like, the easiest pickings if you want to just, like, snatch up some kids and eat or whatever if you're a vampire. <laughs> like, it would be really easy to find it in do. poor taste. But it's in poor taste. Like, the vampires, <laughs> like, the one time where the vampires are like, oh, wait. That's that's too easy. We're not yeah. going to do that. Is the <laughs> night where they they could just wander around and like game face and nobody would say anything to them. <laughs> Super funny. All right. So Tim, do we have any more? Oh yeah, I have a few more. Uh, the next one on my list was the um, uh, the Office Halloween episode from like the second season, which is right when they were still like playing with the really just awkward, painful like hard to watch kind of stuff before they just got too into the, you know, crazy kooky kind of stuff in the later seasons. So, uh, I mean, it's just, it really encapsulates for me sort of that awkwardness of like being at work in costume, but you still have to actually like do your work. Everybody's trying to convince me to 
dress up to go to work tomorrow. Like all the girls are like, you got to dress up and come in. I'm like, I'm not, I don't know. Yeah. I'm doing it. I don't want to sit at my desk with my Wolverine claws and <laughs> exactly my hair blasted out to the sides like an idiot. So. Yeah. <laughs> and it just really grabs that. And like, you know, every, everything's going around and Michael Scott being the fucking asshole that he is, he uh, is supposed to, he, he's had like weeks to fire somebody, but left it until the day of their Halloween party. And so everybody's like in costume and he's like having this sort of crisis like and trying to figure out like who to fire and he's having people like in his office like begging for their jobs <laughs> while, like in like hobo costumes and vampire costumes and shit like that. So uh yeah, and they're like Pam is wearing like the sort of classic like cheap cat costume with just some ears and whiskers drawn on and dressed all in black and that's the year that Jim dressed as the three-hole punch version of Jim. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the uh, – there's been a bunch of videos or, like, cartoons going around about, like, everybody, like, all the Halloween parties this year are just going to be a bunch of Harley Quinns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw, was like, one, four last night. There was, like, one that was, like, the girl shows up as a – dressed up in, a, as in, like, a sexy cat costume and gets kicked out because she's not dressed as Harley Quinn and there's, like, a big guy. <laughs> Like with his belly hanging out and stuff like that, but he's still dressed as Harley Quinn. Like, yeah, the cop is Harley Quinn. Everybody's dressing as Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that many in costume. Well, to be fair, uh, there was three no, at the party was, last night. Yeah, there was a couple at the um, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas Symphony, and I don't remember if I saw any at Rocky Horror or not. Um, there was definitely a lot of people dressed in costume there, but a lot of there that was, was like Rocky Horror costume. You would have uh, you would have loved it, Tim. Last night there was a there was a dude there was a couple dressed up as um, like the Jack Nicholson Joker, and like to oh, a nice. T, this guy had the co- he had like the checker like the the plaid pants, yeah, like the right color, like the whole bit. He had the whole thing, That's and then awesome. his wife was in like the leotard like green Riddler costume from Batman Forever. Nice. They were like, it was perfect. I, I was like blown away. So you have like the, the bright orange hair too? Yeah, she had the bright orange hair and the whole nice. bit, and like the little derby and stuff. I was like, your costume is awesome. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I think they won one of the best costume things at the end of the night too. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, I've never seen that. I'm trying to remember if I've seen that office episode. It's like early, early, it's middle early, of season early two. Office, yeah. 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 I think it, what, that's one of those shows where, like, I really liked the British version and I struggled through the American version. And then as it got goofier, I was like, I'm not really into this anymore. I, I watched it all the way through and I still have, like, a, I, I love some of the later stuff too. I mean, it wasn't as good, but it was still more than watchable for me. Um, but yeah, Andy Bernard and the stuff with his girlfriend who's now on Kimmy Schmidt. I can't remember her name, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I watch, I, but that's just how I do shows. I generally just keep watching them, even if they get less great than they used to be. Like the, our, our original glutton for punishment on Dance Robot Dance, Tim, who will never let a thing go. <laughs> there have been some where it's been tough, but um, I, luckily, most of the time, like if shows get really bad, then they don't last much longer. So I usually only have to sit through like a maybe one season or two that are just really painful. And then except those... for Arrow, which seems to just keep going. Yeah. yeah. Well. Keeps going. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. But I mean, even in those cases, I'll just like, I won't watch it really closely. I'll just kind of put it on in the background while I'm working and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Rather than like shows like Walking Dead, which I'm still super engaged in, which I'll, or like yeah. Game of Thrones, which I'll like actually sit down and, and watch and pay attention to. I can't not like for, you know, shows like that, you have to sit and watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can't, uh, especially uh, Game of Thrones, I can't, like, do anything else while I'm watching it because there's so much shit going on that I'm like, yeah. if I miss, like, half the episode, I'm like, no, no, I got to start over because yeah. I don't know what the fuck is happening anymore. And I don't really even know, 90% of the time, there's, like, four characters at any given time whose names I will know. And yeah. then everybody else is just like, oh, I know that face. That guy oh, know, that does, yeah, yeah. This dude, he's doing this, right? Okay, yeah. I don't know who what his name is. There's that bald guy and the red-haired girl and the... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm getting better as the season's going on. I'm like, oh, okay, I know who Sansa is. Like, I know her name yeah. now. I and, like, know I know who Sansa is. is. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm remembering names now, but, like, some of them I'm still like, no, I don't really yeah. remember who that is. Have you guys watched uh, the Medieval Fun Timeland? Uh, the, was it... Um, Honest Trailers, uh, did, I think, did. No. It's a send... Oh, no, it's uh, it's bad lip reading. Um, the bad lip reading for Game of Thrones is absolutely fucking amazing, and I highly recommend that you watch it. It's so um, good. I'll, I'll watch it when we're done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. Um, Have you yeah, seen they, their bad lip readings Robot Unicorn? Because that's amazing. No. What the fuck is that? It's Robot I'll Unicorn. I'll show it to you later. Okay. Awesome. Russian um, Unicorn. Russian Unicorn. Yeah. Mm. Christy, do you have another one? I do. Oh. I have uh, three <gasps> So excited. So excited. All right. <laughs> well, just speaking of shows that we can play in the background forever, um, you guys might not agree with this. If Stu were here, Stu would agree with me. Um, one guess as to what it is if Stu would like it. Something. In- okay. <laughs> I was going to uh, say some weird indie movie. Yeah, so, was, um, every, um, some really obtuse British sitcom that lasted yeah. once. <laughs> Coug- no. Cougar to Abbey. Yeah, Cougar to Abbey. That's the one. <laughs> We're leading really hard on the community jokes this week. <laughs> really hard. Um, but uh, no, Frasier's uh, season five, episode three was their um, one of their best Halloween episodes. It's the one where Roz thinks she might be pregnant. Oh, I've seen this episode. Yeah, I probably and, have. Um, I, I mostly love it because like Frasier plays um oh very famous theater character with a really long nose. Um, Serrano de Bergerac. Serrano yes, de, yeah. de Bergerac. Thank you. And like you guys are in theater. Well, sorry, Tim. Tim got it. Why did Why did you not remember that? And I'm I just, did. Christy. I'm very tired right now. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm always tired. Uh, but uh, this, he played Cyrano, and like um, Martin was dressed up as um, Sherlock Holmes. It just all of the costumes were so elaborate. It was so beautiful, and um, I just thought it was so funny. There was a, like an Adam and an Eve, and Eve was in this like you know, sultry um, nude suit that was like, woo, for TV for a little while. <laughs> and just, um, I don't know, Daphne was great and uh, the dead, like the dead bird. And just, it was, all of it was, it was just so awesome. And I, I just, I love Frasier. I love it so much. So how do Frasier and, and Niles like justify celebrating Halloween? Like it seems like the sort of thing that they would be like too stuffy to, to do kind of thing. Niles was Cyrano. Sorry. Um, I don't know how because it can be um it could it's it's a party right they're hosting a party and they can be whatever uh, whatever they want to be and that's why mm-hmm. I remember Daphne was a wench in this episode and Frasier was um like uh supposed to be they were flirting as a joke and Niles got really jealous <laughs> um but no they justify it because they can dress up as their um favorite classy kind of nerdy, char- nerdy yeah. people Characters. so i don't know but i thought it was uh it was it was just such a good episode it was so funny poor niles the whole time it's just anytime he's trying to be with daphne is just adorable it's such a shame that kelsey Grammer turned out to be an asshole republican is That's that true. no yeah. yeah he's a republican 
Yeah. Anybody with that much money is a Republican. As much as I love The Rock, he is also a Republican. Yeah. So like, there's no escaping that. Once you once you get money, uh, you start like really prescribing to those uh, yeah Republican values. Yep. For some reason. Oh, so much disappointments. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's my that's my list. So, Frasier is oh. one of those shows. I feel like I should sit through again, but it's such like archive panic, like eleven ep- eleven seasons. Like yeah. I, I remember watching it when it was on. What's that? It's a background show. Yeah, I guess. I just like I don't know. I have like I have to be in a specific mood to watch it. Like I wouldn't watch it when it, like when it was on. If I was on, I'd be like, oh, I'll watch this because I like it. But mm-hmm. if I wasn't in the mood, I was like, no, I can't do this. Like stuffy aristocratic kind of like yeah. humor all the time it was like it, i had to be in a very specific mood for it so I was yeah like, i don't know that it's a show that i'd ever go back and rewatch myself yeah. oh i've i don't know how many times i've watched that show i've done that with like the office and community are the two that um i've watched over and over and over See, that's funny community is one of mine but also 30 rock is another one that i go back to like i need to go back and watch 30 rock i never have I love Thirty show. Rock. Yeah, yeah, it's such a good show. Jack Donaghy. On my list. Speaking of Republicans, like Alec Baldwin playing the like the super like right wing like a corporate executive. Oh, Jack Donaghy, one of my yeah. favorite characters ever. <laughs> now he's playing him again as Donald Trump. Yeah, he totally is. <laughs> um, I love that shout out that he did, and I am supported by one of the Baldwins, the best Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> Did you see the thing where like Stephen Baldwin was like doing his pro-Trump shit, and then like Billy Baldwin got on to be like, "No, Dad yeah. would be fucking embarrassed of you." Smacked like, him down. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that was pretty good. Sh- yeah, took a shit. It was on awesome. Him. That was pretty funny. All right, so my my last one I think is probably going to be the like the one we could talk about for four hundred hours. Oh, we've we all only seen the a- top three because I have two others. I got. We, I got do a you have? More. Oh, do you have a couple more? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Why don't you guys keep going then? Because I had top three and I gave away community. So true. I've got like two more and then a couple honorable mentions. I have a couple honorable mentions that are like one-off episodes in bigger shows, but like, yeah. So Tim, go nuts. So this would be the only one on my list that's really a little bit more on this sort of serious uh, side, and um, it's the uh, Halloween episodes. It was a two-part episode from the first season of American Horror Story, the Murder House mm-hmm. season. Um, so it's the one with like the the uh, premise of it is that the ghosts can roam freely on Halloween. Like normally they're all stuck in the house, but on Halloween they can go out and sort of experience the world. So, uh, and it's a lot of, has a lot of like sort of cathartic moments and stuff like that, but it also has a really rough, uh, sort of subplot, which is, um, Addie, who's the, uh, character with down syndrome mm-hmm. really wants to go out for Halloween as a pretty girl. Oh, and yeah. it's just like kind of heartbreaking. And finally her mother lets her and gives her like a, you know, basically like a pretty woman, like mask. Uh, and she goes out and she's super happy. And then she gets hit by a fucking car and dies. And her mother's like desperately trying to drag her back onto the murder house property so that she'll, sh- her ghost will stay in the house. And that I was really that. fucking rough to watch. But um, I mean, there's also like some really good stuff in it with the, the rubber suit man, like the dude in the gimp suit uh, and uh, another really good, like subplot with um, uh, some of the victims from Tate's school shooting that uh, like follow him around and are terrorizing him. And he doesn't remember that he did the, the shooting uh, and like, for the first like half of the episode, you just think that it's like some kids in like, you know, creepy makeup kind of thing. One of the guys like whole, like lower jaws, like gone. Um, and then eventually you start to realize like that Tate did something terrible to these people. Uh, that whole season was so friggin' good. 
it was i've i've i sat through like all five seasons like just within the last like month or so um i haven't watched the the current season yet roanoke but um uh yeah i really i mean i enjoyed every season for sort of different reasons um yeah it's been really good i murder house is the first one right yeah why do i remember the halloween episode weird so so there was also the subplot where like the two uh gay guys um are like fighting over decorating the house and stuff like that and because zachary quinto's character wants to do it one way and the other guy wants to do it a different way and um yeah it's a good good episode Mm-hmm. I remember that was probably my favorite season of that show overall. Well, actually, Asylum was pretty good too. The, the I haven't seen Asylum yet. Yeah, Asylum was really good too. Yeah, Asylum um, was great. The the end of that season, like it felt like uh, it just didn't end when it should have. It kind of dragged on for longer than it needed to, and it had a lot of endings where you're like, okay, they could end it here, and everything's kind of tied up pretty well. And then they kept going, and then so there was like two or three more episodes in that season than it really needed. That was my biggest problem with it. But overall, um, it's really funny how like uh, a show that only has like 12 episodes per season still runs into that. Like, Oh shit, we don't have enough like Luke Cage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're like, they don't have enough content to fill like the entire season. Like you're only writing 12 episodes. Like, Think about like the old Star Treks where it was like twenty six episodes per year and they had to fill up like yeah. all of that space. Like and, and surprisingly few bad episodes still. Yeah. Or even like now, like Flash does twenty two episodes per year. And like even the worst episode, I'm like, this is still imminently watchable. Like this is still yeah. like I still like watching the show. Buffy's the same way. It's like twenty two episodes per season. And I'm like, maybe one or two duds per year. I mean, yeah. like, season six and seven aside, like the show was dying, whatever. But like in the first bunch of seasons, it's like why is there like one or two that are bad and like these guys can't pull 12 out of their ass? Yeah. Come on, guys. Like, I think that part of the problem with that is getting things so serialized. Yeah. Uh, and, and which, you know, they're doing with the, the Netflix series and that sort of thing is that um, because they're trying to sort of they're pay such close attention to continuity and string everything together that sort of transitioning between storylines becomes a really easy stumbling block. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just I think it's I think it's weird that like a lot of shows, but like but then you get shows that don't have that problem, right? Like never had Breaking Bad be like, oh shit, yeah. there's like a lull oh, in the middle of a season of Breaking Bad, or even like not something that's in that like upper fucking tier, so mm-hmm. like of shows where like um, I don't even know at this point. Like even The Sopranos, like you never had like a bad episode of it, but then again, that's probably when like a really high level kind of show. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they, every season of American Horror Story has had like Halloween episodes. Like in the Freak Show season, there was the uh, what Edward Mordrake, the guy that right. that they never do a show on Halloween because he'll come and uh, you know take one of the freaks and uh, that sort of thing. And, th- and a lot of them have been really good, but this is just the one that really struck out for me or stuck out for me. I had I uh, I should probably finish watching the show. I think I got through season. I struggled through season three and four kind mm. of so four was better than three three i was like oh fuck this is three was one. three the freak show or was four the freak no, show three four's freak show three was uh the oh, witches coven. the coven yeah, yeah but that's because that you hate women okay yes also <laughs> also, correct. also correct christy's um, just staring off into space i'm just shaking my head <laughs> <laughs> awesome my so yeah let's go back to christy Christy. All right, um, one that I haven't mentioned yet that's a little happier than, you know, Murder House, was um, 
Charlie Brown's the Great Pumpkin. Oh, was it? What's the, what's the actual name of it? It's, it's the, the Great Pumpkin, Pumpkin, Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Yeah. yeah. Which is one of my one of my honorable mentions is the uh, supernatural episode called uh, "It's the Great Pumpkin Sam Winchester." So that's. Uh, <laughs> but no, I just thought um, it needed to be mentioned. It's it's just so heartwarming and sweet, and Linus is just so convinced that the Great Pumpkin's real, and nobody wants to you know believe him. But you know, it's the Great Pumpkin. Like everybody loves the Great Pumpkin. I remember. When I can't that remember the last. Thing. I can't remember the last time I've seen it. I know I've seen it, but I can't remember the last time I saw, I watched it. Because like yeah. I, it wasn't as good as the Christmas episode, like that's you know the penultimate um, Charlie Brown. Yeah, well, wouldn't that episode. be the ultimate oh, Charlie ultimate, Brown? Ultimate, penultimate sorry. is one less than. Sorry, yeah. this might be the penultimate. <laughs> this might be the, the penultimate. penultimate. <laughs> but um, everybody recognizes, you know, uh, it's the Great Pumpkin. Like so many people still make references to the Great Pumpkin, and um, it was just really cute. So, yeah, I mean, it was it's a it's definitely a good one. I but I I think you hit it for me is that really like that that Christmas special just blows it out of the water oh. for me, and so it's just not one of the ones that I go back and re. I, I think part of it is that I never really I can't remember if I ever watched that as a kid. Yeah. So I don't have like that sort of nostalgia uh, tie to it. I'm sure I did. I just don't. Yeah, I don't know if it ever was something that like really resonated with me. Yeah, it didn't really kind strike, of like strike a chord kind of thing. Um. Just because, like, I've never really, like, I was never really into the Charlie Brown thing. And I know, like, the Christmas, this is probably blasphemy to say, but, like, even the Christmas episode, like, I don't care that much. Like, it's what? But the music is, the music is so amazing. I don't know. The, oh. the whole Charlie Brown, like, aesthetic doesn't do anything for me 90% of the time. So I'm just kind of yeah. like, meh, meh, whatever. Yeah, it's, I, it's not for everybody. I mean, you're, I, I can't go back and, like, really read the comics now because I'm old and jaded. <laughs> Yeah, no. See, which is funny because I can still go back and watch, like, like read the Calvin. Like, I have my Calvin and Hobbes anthology, and I'll just oh, sit yeah. there and read those for like hours and hours and hours. Oh yeah, I can definitely do that. I've actually got while we're on the topic of peanuts, I've got a copy of the very first Peanuts book, uh, oh. like a first printing. It's not in great shape, and I didn't even realize that it was like the the, the original one from like the early '60s or something like that. I got it from my parents. Oh really? Um, like my yeah, my dad had it like in a stack of books, and I was like, "Can I have this?" And or maybe I didn't even say that, and I just took it. <laughs> um, but it's now in my house, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think I think like even a bad copy of it's worth like at least a hundred bucks or so. Oh, that's nice. pretty sweet. Yeah. But nice. um, yeah, so I saw it at just the right time um, for the Great Pumpkin. So I'm I'm totally still enamored by it. Yeah, That's I mean, it definitely opinion. is. Let, let's let's throw this out, word out there yet, because I don't know if you've used it yet this episode, but iconic. I could. Yeah, after we used it 748 times last week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's probably the, the best known sort of Halloween special overall, I would say, uh, in terms of it's the one that like, you know, people that they play it every year and people will sort of like say, you know, the Great Pumpkin or, you know, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown is on tonight kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And where do they show that now? Is it like ABC or something like that that shows that every year? I don't know. ABC or CBS. I can't remember which. One of those AB somethings. Or NBC. One of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what about you, Mark? Um, what, in terms of Charlie Brown or in terms of like my next one? Your next one. Apparently, apparently while we're on that, uh, 2016 is apparently the 50th anniversary of It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Aww. Brown. Oh, that's, so. that's cute. so cute. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. 
Um, my the only other one I have aside from The Simpsons, if you guys are getting are ready to finish up, is uh, there is one that I like. To, I think it's really funny because it's the only, and we've talked about Star Trek ad nauseum on this show. Mm. <laughs> the only time Star Trek ever did a holiday themed episode was in the original series, and I think it's season two. It's called Cat Spa. Have you? Yeah, I don't remember I that. Yeah, where they yeah where they they beam down and it's like witches and shit like that, and it's yeah. so like. Why is this happening in Star it's Trek? It's pretty forced. It's pretty sure It's so forced into it. <laughs> and it's also like, there's a lot of stuff like behind the scenes. They shot it way out of order. So it's like before they'd really kind of sorted it out. It's also the first time, oddly, so his continuity's like, all shit. Yeah, the continuity's all fucked up in that episode and stuff like that. And then, like, it's also the first time uh, Chekhov shows up because it's oh. early in season two. Mm. So it's the first time, like, what becomes, like, the movie cast um, shows up all together. They're not all in one scene together, but they're all on the ship. Um, at that point, so at that point, like they've added Chekhov to the cast, and Sulu has become a regular, and everybody's there and stuff like that. But it's such a weird, like, why are they doing a horror story? Yeah, they like, had a in- lot of those though, right? Like they had a lot where they were like playing on sort of, you know, Earth history tropes and stuff. Like there was one with Greek gods and. Yeah, but this is the one where it's just so blatantly like there's a black cat and there's witches with a cauldron and shit like that on some yeah. alien planet and like this giant like gothic fucking castle yeah. out there. And I'm like, why is Captain Kirk with his phaser like running around <laughs> like in a haunted house? This is so dumb. I don't know why you're doing this. And you know, it's one of those like network notes like you have to do a, like a scary Halloween episode. And they're like, well, what the fuck? We're okay. Like in, we're like in space, I guess. Like, we can figure <laughs> something out. And they just so put it together. Like, it's such a mishmash of shit by the end of the episode. It's just so weird. That's <laughs> but it is fun to watch because, like, you can kind of see. I watched it this week and you could see, like, Nimoy's always, like, the ultimate, like, professional. But it, and he's also playing the character that he can do the poker face. But yeah. you could see Shatner's just like the fuck guys yeah <laughs> like, like seriously we, this is what we're doing like why are we do are we seriously doing this yeah what the fuck why did i sign up for another season of this shit <laughs> <laughs> and it's also like really like deforest kelly was like that was when they started like really playing up like the three of them i think so you like he's in all the scenes with them too so you could see deforest kelly and shatter's kind of looking at each other like i don't the fuck are we doing with our lives, guys? Yeah. Like, we, were serious, we were serious actors before this fucking nonsense started. It's so funny. Yeah, and then they just cashed in on it for years and years, and we're like, Goddamn yeah, right. I, I'm glad we did that. I'm glad we did that. That's an amazing episode. It's so yeah. well written. Like, wow. Just wow. Look at it. Like yeah. This. Awesome. Um, well, uh, one of my honorable mentions, I'm going to skip it for a second, was just, have you guys seen the Parks and Rep episode? Just before we finish, um, I think it's Greg Pakaitis. I haven't watched Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah, me so neither. Good. Okay, well, I, it's on my it's, it's on my list too. I have a bunch of people who've told me to watch Parks and Rec, but I have like I find the first season is not great. It's so not. I have a hard... You have to you have to make your way through it. Yeah, I know, and that's what everybody says. They're like, just just muscle your way through it. I'm like, I can't. Like, I need to like. Then just skip to season two. Uh, then I feel like I, I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't do that the first time I watch a show. I need to watch the whole fucking thing. So. Well, you would. Thank me, because especially if you get to the Patton Os- Oswalt filibuster. Yeah, I've, I've watched video of that, and it's amazing. Have you watched the entirety of it? His nine and a half minutes? Yeah, it's fucking epic. Oh. Awesome. As a side note, he and I have had a conversation. Oh, yeah? <gasps> you yeah. talked to Patton Oswalt? Yeah, I have. Like, we actually talked about his, wife de- his wife's death. 
Oh, Jesus. So um, I have to message him back still, but um, no, because my mom died too, right? So like I just sent him a message a couple months ago just being like, hey, just so you know, I am a, a daughter who grew up without a mom and I had a really strong dad. And so I think you and your daughter will be okay. And just told him about, you know, some of my experiences, just like, I don't think you'll ever read this, but I felt like it was something I could share. And um, he responded back just being like, thank you so much for this. That's so lovely. And like... I have to uh, still. Is this on Twitter or what? Oh wow! Yeah, that's awesome. But I'm gonna message him again. I just I got really nervous. I was like, oh, I don't want to like seem fanny after I just like. Yeah. Let's just talk about your dead wife. (laughs) 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 Feel right, but he's such a nice dude. I like Pat Oswalt a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he's so rad. We saw Mark and I saw him perform a year ago, and it was just so cool. But um. That's sad anyway. But yeah, watch Parks and Rec because that in particular, I won't say anything about the episode because you both should watch it. But it's just Leslie Nope is just just the best. Awesome. So I think that kind of brings us to the end, which we should really bring up like the ultimate, like the big 500 pound gorilla in the room, which is the Treehouse of Horrors and finally get to it. Um, My first thing was like, do you guys have a favorite like vignette in there? It's been a long time since uh, I've watched a lot of them, but let's see. Bart's twin. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hugo? Yep. Um, <laughs> I really love uh, the Shining the to- episode. Yeah. The Shining. The They're going to get sued. Shining? They'll get sued. It's the Shining. It's the yeah. Shining. Um, when Lisa creates life. Oh, yeah. She's their god. The How to, how to Cook Humans. That was an, oh, an yeah, amazing yeah. send That's up. a really early one, too. Oh, is that eh? the like, Nightmare yeah. Cafeteria? No, it's no, the, the Aliens. Kang and Kodos. That's Kang like and episode. Kodos? Oh, yes, uh, yes. Was that their first appearance? No, I the think... Kang Kodos? Uh, Hungry Are the Damned? Maybe. Mm. No, uh, uh, abducted... By, wasn't that when the Simpsons were abducted by them? Yeah. Yeah, and, and they uh, Marge finds a book that's like, How to Cook... And then it's like how to cook humans, but it's like how to cook four humans. That was nineteen ninety. And then how to cook forty humans. It's the second vignette in the first one. It's yeah. uh, which is actually like this is one. Like, this is one I remember all of these ones like super vividly, probably because that episode replayed like four hundred times that year. Yeah. Um, but like Bad Dream House, um, where James Earl Jones is the voice of the house and gives oh, them. So shit. Oh yeah, so good. And then Hungry Are the Damned, which is Kang and Kodos. Yeah. And then. Uh, the Raven is the Nevermore. 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 Um, Never remember more. the one with Nightmare Cafeteria where they were Soylent Green? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sorry. Now I know what you're talking about. Yes, that one's funny as shit, too. Um, oh, man. I just sent you guys a list of some of the best ones because they're so good. I was, when I was looking them up. Um, isn't that the one? Is, this, is it a Treehouse of Horrors where they do the. Uh, yeah, it is. It's like where they all become slaves and like they run yeah. as. Uh, was it. Bob Dole and Pres- and Clinton or don't something like that. Me. I voted for Kodos. Yeah, don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. <laughs> twirling, twirling. We have a yeah. freedom. Oh, and that's particularly resonant right now because it's uh, you know, we have a two-party system. What are you going to do? Vote for a can- third-party candidate? I've You'd been be seeing- throwing your vote away. <laughs> I've been, I've been, <laughs> I've been seeing that like clip th- tossed around Twitter and Facebook an awful lot the last couple weeks. Ralph Nader punches a hole through his hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So timely. 
<laughs> so timely. Oh, you know what? You just said, I'm looking at that list. You said the House of Wax, where they uh, they end up with the artificial intelligence in the house. Oh, oh right. That, yes, that's yes, that's yes. well after I stopped watching this. 2000, it's 2001, but it's like yeah. uh, it's like the benevolent AI takes care of them, but it falls in love with Marge. Mm. Yep. I think it's Pierce yeah. Brosnan. That's right. It is. It's Pierce Brosnan's voice. And he's like <laughs> seducing Marge the whole time. He's being all super suave and shit like that. He tries to kill Homer constantly. Um, <laughs> so do <you> guys, good. <laughs> do you remember the the one where um, it's the evil crusty toy? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's that that one's on here. Clown. Yeah, clown without pity. Because Homer makes a deal for with the devil for a donut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. He makes a deal with the devil for the fucking donut. Oh, and Willie's Revenge. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at that oh, I like one. that one. That's, that's an awesome like Nightmare on Elm Street riff. That's yeah. Super good joke. Yeah, yeah he comes back. Just, so there are so, so many good. good like just segments. It's you can't you can't pick just one. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I love and I love that they do it every year. Like it becomes like such an event when the yeah. like when Halloween comes around, you know you're gonna get that episode of The Simpsons is gonna be like even batshit, even more batshit insane than The Simpsons have become the last couple of years. Like, yeah, well, are you are you still watching The Simpsons, Mark? Uh, I at the last, I, I sorry, I usually do them in chunks. Like, I'll watch, I'll watch a season when it's done. But the last season, I probably watched the whole way through is season twenty two or twenty three. Yeah. So I'm like, I've watched, and the problem is like, I find like The Simpsons is like, if you repeatedly watch it, that's when you'll remember shit. So like yeah. I have vivid memories of like repeatedly watching maybe the first twelve seasons yeah. worth of episodes, and then after that I'm like I've seen this episode once maybe so, but I'll always go out of my way for the Treehouse of Horror episodes. I haven't watched this year's yet. I gotta sit down and watch it. Yeah, I did watch the movie. the The movie I think was right around the time that I kind of stopped watching the show. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what brought me back into it. Actually, was when the movie came out. Like I kind of drifted a little bit, but like when the movie came out, I'm like, oh shit, I should really like catch up because like I still like. All of this stuff. Because it's like, I don't know. The show's so iconic at this point, And I know that's only the second time we're saying it. This <laughs> But the fact that they end up doing like that. It's such like the perfect avenue. Or like, um, I can, why was my brain not working today? <laughs> Sorry. It's like the perfect venue for like that kind of story to be told. Because they have no real, like, there's no reason for logic or anything like that in the Simpsons universe. And then you remove it and start telling him. What what little continuity or logic happens inside <laughs> Simpsons gets taken out, and they just start throwing all this weird horror shit at you, and you're like, "This is fantastic!" Yeah, and it's usually the best jokes are like they come out of that, like that Kang and Kodos joke, like it's a two party system. Yeah, <laughs> like that's so good. <laughs> I just oh god, it's so funny. Like just I'll never forget twirling. <laughs> Twirling, 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 twirling towards freedom. What was the one where like it's Lucy Lawless is in it? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, Ashley Evil like, Dead. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it's an episode where the uh, the comic book guy uh, ki- starts kidnaps because oh, right. Bart and Lisa become Cena. No, but he become Bart and Lisa become superheroes, so he kidnaps them so that they can he can have them in. I totally know what you're talking about. I don't. Oh, know yeah, I don't think I saw this one. No, so, like, what happens is, like, Bart and Lisa get superpowers, right? But the comic book guy becomes, like, the ultimate villain, and he grabs them, and he's the, the collector. Yeah. So, he, he Mylar is, like, he bags and boards them and puts them up in his dungeon. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. And, like, 
Zena, like he's got Lucy Lawless down there as Xena, right? Yeah. So the three of them escape, like take him out and escape. And then she flies away and she's like, wait, Xena couldn't fly. She's like, I'm Lucy Lawless or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So she can fly. <laughs> that, that, yeah. That's like peak Simpson, like uh, just absurdist humor. Yeah. Insane uh, meta humor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, they were so good in their heyday. And like the Treehouse of Horror episodes now are still like, they're still like they're, they're better still stand than, up. Yeah, they're better. They're than better the than the average. Show. Yeah, they're better than the average episode that goes on now. That would be one of those things Actually, where, like, sorry, in the on. in the weird uh, like alternate universe where The Simpsons is already done uh, or they've canceled it because I'm not sure if they've ever actually talked about really finishing the show. I'm sure yeah. it's come up. It comes up every couple of years, but like, I'm uh, if they ever actually like decide to end it, I feel like they should at least every year do a new Treehouse of Horrors episode. Yeah. And they just keep doing that until they just can't physically. Oh do yeah, that I think. Anymore. Uh, yeah, I think they'd still make money off that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. People well, would still watch. Like they even they have um, on this list that we're looking at. They have uh, we do a lot of lists. We should write our own lists, like they do <laughs> on uh, now. They're doing with uh, geeks with kids. Yay Spears! <laughs> Spearheaded. Uh, 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 uh. um, oh god! Sorry, I heard it. I heard it. What's the but the um, funds? I uh, they have like. Ones from season fourteen. There's a clip here from the, uh, the one that was like, oh, what was it? That's still two thousand and two though, so it was still good. But oh man, that's getting doctor. actually that's pretty late into the run, like yeah. season fourteen. That's why I'm saying like they do have one here when they're all like, um, they turn into animals. Oh, the oh, yeah, yeah. island of Doctor yeah, yeah. 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 Doctor Hibbert. But um, I like that Homer's <laughs> he has no idea that he's like. He's just been rolling around in his filth the, the whole time, they say. So he's like, he's the only one who doesn't change until he realizes he's just been a pig his whole life. Oh, man. <laughs> I still love Homer squared. <laughs> Homer cubed. Oh, yeah. Homer cubed. Yeah. Ooh, um, erotic cakes. <laughs> but uh, no, there's just like, there's so much, there's so much to love. Uh, this is, yeah, and this is one of those ones, this is what I will put on, if I decide I'm not going to be in like horror mode on Halloween night and I'm just watching, like I'm waiting to hand out candy, um, it'll probably be what I end up watching tomorrow is I'll just put them on, like, one after the other, one yeah. after the other, and just run through a whole bunch over the course of the night, because, yeah. like, you can watch, like, you're not, you're not missing a lot as you're walking back and forth to the door and stuff like that, so it is, I think I did it two years ago, we ended up, I, I had like 25 episodes of them, and I just sat there nice. watching them. Um, last year, well, they do uh, Simpsons trivia in Hamilton. Oh and, God, where we should go? <laughs> uh, I I went for a solid year and a half with some friends because I'm not I'm not actually as um, I haven't watched a ton of The Simpsons. Like I I mean I I have, but you know like not in sequence, and I wouldn't know the itty bitty details. Like Futurama, yeah. I would know everything. Okay, but um, with the Simpsons, uh, is, they do they have one ep- Halloween episode in Futurama like, where they go to Robot Hell. Yeah, that was hilarious. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or um, I'm trying to remember like what. Because I love that robot devil. That's like that's yeah. so oh, funny. When he has when Fry takes his hands. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the Halloween episode, but anyway. Oh, is it um, not a Halloween episode? I thought it was. I don't think so, because that's when he's playing the um, he plays the uh, holophone. Mm. Oh, okay. And he tries to win Leela, but she loses her hearing because of uh, Bender's horn that he trades for. Oh yes. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Um. But uh, no, I, um, the Simpsons trivia though they had the Halloween of Horror Halloween night, and I like just went through all of them in a day. I was like, I'm gonna kill at this, and we ended up coming <laughs> in like third because he ended up including, and he didn't usually do this. He only does uh, the guy who runs it only does seasons one through eleven. Oh God! 
Because I would dominate. The, yeah, because they're the good seasons, right? Yeah, those are the ones that I've seen the yeah. most of. Same. But um, I didn't realize that for this one, he was going all the way up to season 16. And so I was just like sitting there halfway through like, fuck, oh. so well. yeah. <laughs> I did so much research for nothing. <laughs> but um, no, if they, I don't know where he's doing it now, but if he ever is, you, could, you should come down and we should Simpsons trivia. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. yeah, they do a lot of trivia nights in Hamilton. My friend runs most of them. Actually, they did. Um, they do Seinfeld every Tuesday, Ugh. and they do uh, what's another one? They did How I Met Your Mother and Friends, and um, I think they're gonna do a Scrubs one, which I would kill. <laughs> I've only ever watched that once. I don't know how well I would do in like a trivia game. Yeah, I haven't rewatched Scrubs. Him, you should tell him to do a community one, and then our, oh, the Dance Robot yeah. Dance Team he could would. fucking kill it. He would. Because we would yeah, crush we, that. Yeah, we, we would decimate that game. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, I'm sorry, I took it off topic. No, it's fine. That's something I don't do very often. Oh yeah, no, we don't tangent at all here. Never. Yeah, we don't tangent. Never. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. So that's that's kind of it for me. Mm, do you guys same. have anything else you want to say? Like any honorable mentions? Yeah, I had a couple honorable mentions. Sorry, okay. I totally cut you off for those, Tim. Sorry. Uh. Let's see. One is is one that's not like objectively not very good, but uh, but for some reason it's really stuck with me over the years. And it's the Garfield Halloween special from like the mid eighties. So good. But, see, she's nodding. I, when you posted that, I was like, "What the fuck is he talking?" It's about? not good. Oh. I mean, it's full of terrible, you know, usual terrible fucking Garfield jokes. Part of it is that I have a book of this that's like sort of a, a series. Um, or, or like a, a sort of comic-y version of it. Um, and it's basically just like screen caps from the TV show with, you know, thought bubbles and word bubbles and stuff on it kind of thing, uh, so, which I read over and over and over and as a kid. And I'm pretty sure that's the main reason why this one stuck with me. But it did have a lot of like sort of introduce me to a lot of like tropes, you know, scary movie tropes. Like there's a ghost pirate ship. And uh, like a haunted haunted house and an old man uh, telling go- you know ghost stories by a fireplace in a dark and stormy night kind of thing. So I don't know. It's just one that's always stuck with me. It's you know what though. It's it doesn't have to be good to be good to you. That's the whole yeah. point about this stuff. Is that like yeah. you could choose the Halloween episodes that were ranked the best, or you could choose the ones that were the best for you. And some of those are shit '90s cartoons. Yeah, <laughs> some of them are some of them are shit 1966 like sci-fi TV shows yeah. too. Yeah. Like, I love that episode, Star Trek. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but I like, love watching. And it's the, the thing is that like a good Halloween episode. Sure, I'm sure they exist. But, um, (laughs) like, I mean, Brooklyn Nine-Nine does Halloween episodes perfectly, but they don't have the nostalgia, which is, I think, oh, wait, this just makes me think, though, have you guys seen, um, the new South Parks with member berries? Because it's perfect. Yes. Oh, man, the 90s? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, member, member Chewbacca? Holy shit, you do that so well. (laughs) It's it's always in the back of my head. Oh, my God. I love that. (laughs) Oh, remember, remember when there were no Mexicans? It's just like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Like, you kill that fucking Thank impression. You. That's fantastic. I thought fantastic. about going as one for Halloween, but then I thought, mm. Nobody's going to get it. Or they think I was from Willy Wonka, and I just, that's another fear. <laughs> what were your other honorable mentions, Tim? Uh, the Invader Zim Halloween special, which is the Halloween spectacular of Spooky Doom. 
Um, Invader Zim's just a title. Oh yeah, and fucking Invader Zim was just an amazing series. And I actually rewatched this one, and the main storyline itself is not very good, but it's sort of the 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 subplot, which is that um, Zim thinks that all of the trick or treaters are actually candy zombies. And they're they're like coming to like invade his house, so he like boards up his house in advance of the the trick or treaters coming by, uh, and then Gur runs out and basically terrorizes the neighborhood in his dog costume, uh, and in the end like ends up all bloated and like sick on a pile of empty candy wrappers, which scares the actual villains of the episode back into their own dimension. Jesus, <laughs> but. Yeah, th- like I said, that the main part that I really liked with that is like Zim sort of completely misinterpreting Halloween and thinking that it's, you know, all of these little kids that are just going to fucking terrorize him and invade him. <laughs> um, That's so funny. Yeah. And the other one that, this is one that I tried to rewatch, but I wasn't able to find it anywhere, like streaming or anything. And that was the, I remember the Drew Carey show having pretty good Halloween episodes. Like they always did pretty good costumes. And I think Mimi, if I remember right, I think like Mimi would always like decorate her desk and everything. I mean, her desk was always insane uh, and have like, she would have like, you know, really outlandish costumes because Mimi always yeah. dressed crazy. Um, but yeah, I couldn't find those ones to rewatch them, unfortunately. So, but no, those are, those are good. I remember those being really, really fun. Yeah. Cause they always like, I always love Ryan Stiles doing anything. So yeah. him getting dressed up is always a plus. Yeah, I mean the cast of that show was just amazing. It really around. was. Yeah, that's a show that like, I feel like I should go and just like watch a couple episodes to get like a feel for it again. I, I remember watching it when it was on, and I just never. It was never something that I probably watched the whole way through either. So mm. yeah, and I get uh, if, when anybody like you know says that you know, hey, you look like so and so. I get Drew Carey more than anything. Well, you don't look like well, maybe thin Drew Carey. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Price is right, Drew Carey. Yeah. Price is right, Drew Carey. No, he was looking a little <laughs> haggard lately. Yeah, it's hard living on. Uh, hard to living fill on in Bob Barker's shoes. There was a, there was a time where he was like he's he's a partier, eh? Like Drew Carey, yeah. like he was a he was a he drinker a and shit like and everything. that. Yeah, yeah. Like he was crazy. So yeah. his stand up was super funny back in the day too. He was. He's fantastic. a funny dude. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he was the perfect person to do Price is Right. Like, he's he's killing that. Is he? I don't even I watch it that honestly, often. But I don't even know if I've seen an episode with him on it. So I, I, I watch, like, the occasional clip or something because something will go viral and I'll watch it. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he's just – I mean, he totally sort of uh, embodies that, like, you know, 50s kitsch kind of thing, which is what The Price is Right is all about. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. That's true. So. For sure. All right, so my I have like the only honorable mention I haven't brought up. Um, there is that I, I did bring it up already. Actually, it, it's the it, the Great Pumpkin, Sam Winchester. It's the one episode of Supernatural where they directly reference Halloween, um. where it's set on Halloween. They don't oddly enough for a show that is based completely around like horror and horror tropes. They really don't touch Halloween that often. Um, but this is one episode where they actually like they confront Sam Hain. And like they deal with that whole thing, and it's one of it feeds into the plot of that season. I think it's season four where they're opening the seals to. I think that might be it's either to open the gates of hell or to let Lucifer out of his cage. I can't Ooh. remember which one it is mm. of the two. Um, Just something light. Something yeah. light. Oh yeah, you guys, you, you neither of you watch Supernatural, right? No, I've wanted to get into it for a while though, but now I've got to put it behind Buffy. Yes, you do. It is. Uh, it was my. It was like I remember. I like leaned into it based solely on the fact that I lost Buffy and Angel like within the same two years, and the Supernatural started right after. And I was like, yeah, I could watch that. And I just pick up like it's like an obsession at this point. Where, 
that that's one where I've got archive shock. Like I've I, well, I've I've had some people tell me that it's really good, and I've had it other is, people that have been like, uh, not so much. I but, recommend uh, it. It is archive. Yeah, it's total archive shock. Twelve. We're in, into season twelve, right? And like yeah. we're probably getting season thirteen. Jesus. So like, well, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a show called Supernatural, like, and it's gonna get that. Far, if you're not gonna end it at season six, you're probably gonna and you're gonna get this far out. Season thirteen is a good number to end it on. It's true. Or just keep it going until both the actors are too fucking old to do it anymore, I guess. <laughs> I don't know exactly what True. what that whole thing was. I love the show. I think it's great. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's also a show like I, I could just go pick and choose episodes. So they have little one-offs where they'll do like a comedy bit or something like that where it's like the whole this whole day, just it's like they do a Groundhog Day thing. Uh-huh. And it's just like Sam trying to save Dean, save Dean from dying in some horrible manner. But he ends up like getting a fucking safe dropped on him, or he gets hit by a car, or he gets mauled by a chihuahua, or something like that. And he just dies over and over again horribly. Nice. But it's like Loki's playing the trick on him, or something like that. They've leaned into a lot of like crazy mythology stuff over the course of the show, but uh-huh. it's pretty good. So if you have, if you really want to like, if there, if you need like something to like sink into for like six months, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I totally it's recommend so all my spare time. Yeah, like all your spare time for like half a year. Go nuts. Go watch Supernatural. Did um, Supernatural come out around the same time that Heroes did? 2005, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I remember like around. a lot of people went Heroes versus Supernatural. Yeah, that didn't last long because no, Heroes, Heroes was yeah. shit after season one. After season, season two. Season two was okay, but yeah, it went pretty sharply downhill. Yeah, it was a... Uh, Sad, Supernatural sad. ramped up like pretty shockingly fast. I remember when it started. I remember being like, I don't know if the, I, this is really cheesy. I think, but like they just built the mythology into the show that like mm-hmm. keeps you go, coming back. And like I'm, like I said, twelve years in, and I'm still like, yeah, I watch it every week. Like it's on my list of shows that I watch every yeah. week. Like I do not miss an episode ever. So mm-hmm. go Someday. watch Supernatural. Go watch Supernatural. Right, I will watch Supernatural. <laughs> add it to your list, Christy. You've got to get through Buffy, to- Angel, and Supernatural. That's yeah. That's that's daunting. Got, that is daunting. That's a lot of TV. Maybe we should end the <laughs> podcast, so I should start watching it. Uh, <laughs> just no, I, I just, after this, I'm just going to be playing um, Mass Effect. Oh, for the should- eighth time. Second. <laughs> I only need to play it once to fall in love. I Wait, wish okay. I could love Garrus. Wait, you've only played that game once and you're that obsessed with one character? You don't understand. Like Apparently not. It's like I will just say this. I will just say this. You spend a lot of time with these characters. Shit gets real. You start to see shit. Okay? You start to be in the game, man. It's like reboot but real. That's all I have to say. There was a Garrus Vakarian at a cosplay thing, and I looked at Mark, my Mark, and I was just like, <laughs> sorry, babe, we're done. <laughs> and I never found him, so Mark and I stayed together. That's, uh, that's very touching. Yeah. I'm glad you guys are so oh, yeah, super tightly committed, bonded. Whatever. Tightly bonded and super mm-hmm. committed to each other. That's I'm nice. just saying, if Garrus Vakarian <laughs> came up to me tomorrow and was like, let's, uh, let's just do this, I'd be like, You'd let him. What you're saying is you'd uh, let him slug you right in the muffin. Super slug. Call back. Call back. Call back. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah. I'd All right. Let's call me his little slug muffin. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! 
anyway. And th- now she's doing I Dream of Jeannie. Yeah. So. Shockingly, we got through a whole episode where Christy wasn't super racist. So I think we did pretty good I this week. I said my Mexican comment, but nah, that, was that, a, that was a reference. That was in context. Yeah. yeah. Con- contextually, that was okay. Yay. <laughs> I was waiting. When you started getting into your Mass Effect thing, I started getting worried about you going into like, a nom flashback and i was like you can't say vietnam anymore sweetheart it's, oh you can't it's over. <laughs> yeah you can't reference that anymore what's that oh man i say i'm having nom flashbacks as a joke all the time no after, what, after people last can but after last week you can't do it anymore you need to cool off oh. on that for a bit <laughs> <laughs> you do make that joke a lot that's so you anyway. distance yourself yeah, from you that distance yourself bit. from your hatred of the really you are a lovely sorry. people i'm sure <laughs> lovely people like uh, anyway uh so that's that's it for us uh everyone thanks for listening uh you can subscribe to us itunes stitcher or google play store give us a like on our facebook page facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast you can join the multitude of sri lankan and malaysian people <laughs> who are following us <laughs> for some reason apparently we love you yeah, we love maybe you. If you're actually, if you're actually fans, listening. yeah if you're actually yeah. listening we like that you're bumping our numbers up, though, so that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter at DRD underscore podcast or send us an email at dancerobotdancepodcast at gmail.com. I'm Mark, signing off. Tim, say goodnight. Happy Halloween. Christy, say something horrible. <laughs> Spookums. Uh, <laughs> happy Halloween, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs>